welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers, are you ready? Grab your beer and sit down in your favorite spot. It's time for the community pub. Let's go. Hello, Tom. What's up, Tom? You doing all right? What's going on, my man? Everything good? All's good. Doing a little car? What's that? Doing a car? I can't hear you. Doing a car? Yeah, I'm just uh, getting it ready for tomorrow. Nice. What up, Wesley? Come on, man. Just trying to cook your dinner. Got it. Well, you know.
How's your week been? Busy. Just one of those. Just a lot going on at the same time. Yeah. Holiday stuff? Yeah. Uh, no, I've got a... Um, the Mercedes GLE SUV. I've got a new um, a new engine for them for uh, for twenty two model year. Yeah. So just lots of trials and ordering prototype parts from Germany and all that kind of crap. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Bunch of that busy work, huh? Yeah, not interesting. Just a lot of leg work. Yeah. I get it. All the interesting stuff's done. It's done? Yeah, all the interesting stuff's done. All the, you know, development crap and all the idea stuff is done. Now it's just say. getting all the, the stuff yeah, ordered in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the vehicle plant can never decide how many vehicles they want to build for each trial event and stuff. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's eight, and then it's nine, and then it's twelve, and then it's nine. Uh, yeah. What happens? Like, does it get backed up or what? No, I just. I just overshoot it by a couple of uh, a couple units. So if like they if they say they want nine, I'll order enough parts to build twelve engines. What's up, man? Hi. Drinking wine? What do you mean? Huh? You say you're drinking wine? No, it's a rattler. Oh, a rattler. Uh. Nice. Yep. Wrestling, what are you drinking? Oh, you know, the old boring. Modelo. <laughs> hey. Go with the uh, go with the winner. What's up, Tom? You got Canada back in the house today. No. Huh. No, guys. Canada's back in. Got the heater on today. Oh, is it cold? Alexa, stop. Is it cold there yet? Uh, it's about, uh, I guess, uh, what, in Fahrenheit, it's probably about 20. No, sorry, fucking 20. Yeah, it's got to be 20. Yeah. Wow. Like two degrees or three degrees or something like that. I don't know. Why don't you guys come on the fucking metric system with us? Ooh, I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> I was a close. So, like division, I guess. Me. You almost got me that time. What, what do you think? My dick's two inches or my dick's 10 centimeters? Like, what sounds better? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best uh, That's the best sales pitch of that I think there I've ever go, heard. <laughs> it is funny, because I think everybody prefer, at least guys, we all prefer, you know, metric, like, tools and stuff, because it's easier to understand instead of three sixteenths and eight thirty seconds and all you know all that crap so i still get fucked up with uh with with uh sae but luckily i, I own mostly imports so it's all metric yeah. on my end yeah same here what part of canada what part in canada yeah we're um 
it, we're in Ontario, so we're probably about 20 minutes away from Niagara Falls. I spent nine years in Canada. Oh, I did you? Whereabouts? All the way from Vancouver, all the way to Montreal. Oh, I wow. All, Doing I what? worked like Niagara Falls. I worked in, uh, yeah, the whole section because uh, Niagara Falls and the Canadian side, they have like uh, the Hard Rock and all yeah. those places there. And I used to work in a building. I used to work, I, I used to be a circus performer. Oh, so okay. Where I'm trying to think, like where in that area was it near the old casino? It used to be a hockey arena. Okay, yeah, it's just it's just up the road. Yeah, it's just up the road. Oh, that from, one, uh, Clifton Hill, and and you know, like the main tourist area. Yes. Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. I think they, they they took that arena down and I think they put up condos. Yes. yes. After they turned down, then they used to put the tent right by the... Uh, I think there used to be like a park or something. When you oh, got yeah. all the way down to the falls, then you would make a right, you would go a little ways, and then the yeah. tent would be there. Oh, that's cool, man. That's crazy. So, Tom, that's up by where you're at? Yeah, it's like 20 minutes away. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally somebody that knows where the hell we are right like you it's not made up canada's yeah, really no, i had a i had a great time there yeah, yeah. what did you do you said you were in the circus i used to be yes before i opened this company that i that's am awesome now. man what uh what did you do uh acrobatic uh i used to run uh the marketing for it i used to do the management and a few acts in between like nice flying trapeze trampoline tumbling no way flying trapeze yeah. you throw yourself across the sky yeah awesome yeah because you're the one from tulsa right yes tulsa? yeah i used to work in tulsa as well <laughs> I used to work everywhere <laughs> yeah probably uh bartles was yeah, a <laughs> At the big Tulsa. building right by the... Is that the one? No, I used to work for... Well, I worked for a few. Ringling Brothers. I used to work for the Shrine Circus. Oh, yeah, uh, Shrine. Yeah, they go there twice a year. Well, they used to go twice a year there. Yeah, Shriners. So so did you... Did did Corona cut you out? And that's why you got into detailing? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, I got out just in time. Uh, I it's almost two years that I've been in business with detailing, so I nice. got out just in time because it didn't it didn't cut. I mean, it cut everybody in that section of the business. Cut everybody out. Yeah. So this past weekend, uh, by our mall in Tulsa, Woodland Hills Mall, which used to be massive, but you know now a lot of stuff there is just it's it's empty, right? A lot of stuff's going out of business. Um, Even here in Orlando, is is that uh, <coughs> it's it took a hit here in Orlando. Well, so there at the uh, yeah, a lot of places hit. Yeah, I, I was just so what I was going to say like this is the first time I've been back over there in a little ways, and this past weekend randomly there was this big giant tent with all these uh, you know RVs, and it was a uh, one of those uh, water acrobats uh, traveling circus. Oh, so Italia. What is it? It's a Cirque Italia. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It was strange I to see. I used to work right? there too. Oh, Long did time. you? 
Yeah. Well, was it? Is yeah. it good? It's okay. Is it a good service? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what show they have this year, but it's always been decent. That's awesome, Derek. Uh, uh, we have a a a. a is it X? Andre, uh, and Andrea. Oh, sorry, that's my wife's name. Oh. <laughs> <I just heard. laughs> Martin, 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 Martin. I just um, noticed that. <laughs> I signed up with hers. Martin was oh. in the circus and he's traveled up to see Tom. He's been like 20 minutes away from Tom. So we found out just a minute ago, Tom does it like that area does exist, you know. <laughs> oh, real, I'm Tom. not fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> Adam, what's going on, man? How's it going? Oh, he's uh God. What's up, man? Marty, I think you're gonna love the uh, the beer I'm drinking tonight. It's called uh, Becky likes the smell. <laughs> I do like it's a double. It's a, it's a it's a double IPA from Massachusetts. What <laughs> percent? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's uh it's pretty good. Bayside uh, Bay State Brewing Company. It is. I don't know how many percentages it is. It's just ten percent. Oh, this is gonna be rough. Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At that fucking Boston beer. <laughs> 73, 73 IBUs. Woo! Well, that's pretty bitter, man. Yeah. It is. It goes down pretty smooth, but I can definitely. You can definitely taste the uh, the alcohol. Have you guys heard anything Woo. from the other uh, Canadian Ariel? Yeah, like, she she is uh, yeah. back up. Yeah, she went. Yeah, uh, she she went missing for a while, but uh, she has now uh, now revisited. I was hoping she could hop on tonight, but I uh, I had sent her some like sample merch like I don't know three months ago, and then she like ghosted. I was like, mm -hmm. I was trying to find out if she liked it, if she didn't like it, the whole nine yards, and then she kind of fell off. So that's what I was curious if you guys had heard anything from her. Yeah, she moved. Oh, okay. She moved across Canada. And so uh, uh, she just uh, kind of revisited, popped up, I think like last week or something. I was like, hey, last week. Where have you, been? you guys had a full show last week. I was pissed I missed it. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. It was, that was a wild show. Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty that was good one. what it was. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. I what a surprise! I mean, I I literally walked around the corner and then they were, and I was like, "What? We all done?" Like, it was awesome. <laughs> they they took they completely got me. I never I never knew they were coming. Oh god! All right, where's Nick? I want to see what he's cooking. Nick, what are you cooking? All right, we got calzones going on tonight, man. Ah, oh, shit. So God. the dough is the, – the dough I just made, it's got to rest for about 30, 45 more minutes. The um, dough you made. Yeah. Of course. Once it, once it uh, rests I'm, – I'm going to start prepping all the uh, other ingredients right now. But once it's prepped and ready, I just throw it together, throw it in the oven, and we're good. All right. Uh, 
I'm doing uh, I'm doing asparagus. Big old chunky guys. Very nice. Ooh. Twenty centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the asparagus I used the other day. That I sent you, Nick. That one picture of that that Cajun uh, skillet I made. Oh, Some yeah, thick yeah. ass pieces of asparagus. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's the best, aren't they? Oh, it's so good. I still got some left. Some, uh, some fish tacos, uh, or what was it, the other week. And I had some asparagus with it. And dude, I, I don't know what kind of asparagus they're growing, wherever it came from. But it was, it was maybe like three quarters of an inch thick the entire way. It was. And then I got a big old thing of uh, salmon. Salmon? Yeah. Oh, baby. Mm, that's nice. Nice and, nice and salmony. Yeah. I'm going to blacken Oof. it. How are you going to do that? Are you going to do it on a skillet or a grill or what? Yeah, skillet. There you go. Uh, and I just use whatever blackening season. I don't know. I don't know all the different... You probably put all the cool stuff together and make it all. I just grab the seasoning out of the cabinet and sprinkle it on. Sprinkle it on with the, the like the salt guy. Yeah. Salt bay. Yeah. <laughs> salt bay. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say when you're doing like any of the steaks and stuff. It's like just salt, salt and pepper. That's all you need. You don't need to put all the different yeah. rubs and stuff. I was the one guy was like. What's the secret to your, your special steak? He's like, salt, salt. and pepper. Goodbye. That's the secret. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> good cut of you meat don't need... and good salt. That's good. He's like, good good cut of meat and some salt. That's all you need. I made a oh, steak yeah, one on the on the grill. I was like, what'd you use? I'm like, it's good meat and salt. They're like, no, there's something else in here. No. Yeah, whatever. Good meat and salt will make a light, baby. Hmm. <laughs> As to the flavor. Flavor. Tyler, those uh, you know, those hoodies came in. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, finally, about time. Yeah, I got some. I got some. My new ones came in too. It took like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's about everything. Just been so backed up with all the COVID stuff, but I'm actually really happy with these. Yours look good too. I saw your your Instagram post. Yeah, I was. I had a guy that was uh, that did my original logo because I had you know I just did like a. I had someone make like a car and then I just wrote out my name and stuff, my uh, logo, my just the DJD part. And uh, the guy like wouldn't give me the PDF file or any of the files to the logo. So I couldn't, I, I had to keep going to him to print everything. And then he was like, Oh, I'll print it for you. Like, don't worry. I got you. And he just never did it. And I was like, so then I went and did his car one time. Cause I used to detail stuff for him and to, like pay me a little bit one time because I guess he felt bad. He gave me a bunch of sweatshirts, but they all had zippers in the front. And I'm like, bro, I can't wear these in my detail. Like, I need something that's just the the, pa the pouch in the front and real simple. He's like, oh, okay, I got you. So I was like, bro, I can't wait around for you. So I had someone just redo what he did. And uh, I got these printed because some uh, I think Allied T-shirts had a 50% off deal. Okay. So, yeah. I don't I this company on Instagram and they're – 25 minutes from my house so it's like oh it perfect did they do like do they have any minimums for like if you try to get like say five or six shirts or do you have to do like 20 at a time there's no minimums but you you know you pay increased rate so like i got yeah i got these the eat sleep shine hoodies i got the tees 
Um, and I'll probably be using them for future stuff. I know a couple weeks ago, I forget, was it Nick? You mentioned uh, aprons. Yeah. These guys yeah. do. Too, hey, so I got the hookup. Hey, I'm, I might be a step ahead of you. I, I told DJ yesterday, uh, a couple days ago, my mom actually surprised me with a set of three aprons. And we have transfer paper, so I can print out any design I want and iron it onto the shirts. So now I just got to print out the uh, print out the logo and make a, a, a cooking with Nick thing and awesome. iron it on, and we're set. Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. Shout All out right. to hey, uh, Adam. Uh, I, I think you were on uh, mute earlier. Uh, there it goes. Yeah, I couldn't What's get up, my headset man? connected. How's it going? Can you hear me okay? There's still yeah. guys working yeah. in the shop behind me, so it's kind of loud. Oh, no, you sound good. All right, sounds good. No, I've uh, been listening for quite a while, and I, I wrote down the meeting ID like uh, months ago, but never joined because I always remember on Thursday, and, of course, today's the day. So, Hi. howdy. Dude, man. Thanks for hopping on. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Um, yeah, so I'm uh, – I'll make a really long story short. I'm uh, – Software engineer turned detailer. Uh, so basically, that um, it's not that I couldn't find work; it's that I um, wasn't a huge fan of my past employment. Let's put it that way. And and with everything going on in the world right now, it was a perfect opportunity to start slow in a sense. Um, so I, we just kind of felt like me and a, a couple, we'll call them investors, that were like having a hard time with the words. Sorry. Uh, it, Basically, that if we don't get off the ground running, uh, you know, business will be slow because there's not as many people out and about and, and needing service or being willing to go to a shop location for service, stuff like that. So we have time to get the right signage on the building and the right stuff in the front of the house and, and just kind of do it right the first time. Uh, I just felt like mm -hmm. right now and it's a really good time to do it. So uh, here we are. All right. There you are. Okay. So, yeah. So when did you open? Um technically been in business for about three years um, but this is the first year we were in a shop uh, so I suppose we opened in the shop in I mean honestly I'd have to check Instagram but probably May-ish cool so yeah business is going pretty well um, the, the the name recognition isn't too hard because we got I mean I got plenty of cloud experience and, and setting up websites and god knows what else so you know, getting listed on Google, starting all the ads. We got all that done within a couple of weeks or, or less. And, and now it's just a matter of tuning the wording right because I'm not a marketing specialist. So we get, so we get a few calls works? this week and a, not so many the next week. And you just got to, uh, in, in software, we call that methodology like fail fast, you know. So you got to put something out there and find a way to uh, analyze what you're doing right or wrong real quick. And, and I mean, I've probably tried a hundred different types of ads already. So we just try it like, couple days see if we get a good response if we don't um, pull that one down try another one and of course not everybody's looking at every day of the week but um, it's helped increase quite a bit I think I get probably 20 calls a week now or so and we've only been open since like I said May here at this location and I moved from probably 40 miles away so uh, are you finding those ads from which platform um, majority Google to be honest um, I run a few through Facebook but I get a lot of contact on Facebook. I just don't get a lot of uh, conversions. So, 
I mean, I'm running Google ads, Facebook ads, which also translates into Instagram ads. I suppose we're running Waze ads. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, Waze ads? Yeah, Waze. Oh, so. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen that. They pop up when people do navigation by you. They, you show yep. up on their map. So we're not too far off of a major highway through the city here. I'm in Minnesota. That's... Um, but So basically, if you're going fast enough, your map will zoom out just a little bit, and you'll see our, yep. our logo there. Um, That's pretty cool. So we've seen, I can look it up I'm on my laptop. No, I can look it up. But I think there's only been like 18 interactions after 6,000 some odd, uh, what do they call it? Impressions or? Impressions, that's it. Yep. So, uh, however, the budget's really low. I, I With Waze, I wasn't too sure. So I went with the minimum monthly budget. And I think it's $2 a day or something like that. So we mm -hmm. were just giving it a try. And I mean, I like having my logo on the map, I guess. Why not? Uh, are, you, <laughs> are you doing? It's, kind of, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you doing Google My Business? Uh, as Absolutely. A big one? I, I actually heard Same here. somebody talk about that on the podcast, and I like, I went oh my God. right for it. I hadn't done it before because yeah. I did a lot of software contracting and stuff like that. And of course, as a contractor, even if you are your own business, it's not advertising for that sort of thing isn't the same. It's different circles, different ways of getting the word out. So um, as soon as I heard anything about that, I was on it like, um, you know, it was good. And that's been Ever, really good to us. So, oh yeah. Ever since I've been posting same, like, I think, uh, DJ was talking about it, but, uh, I, I post like try to post every day now on it. And I get, oh, like yeah? I was talking, I was talking to Marty earlier and I just got like three calls of people looking to get like, Hey, when can I come by? When can I come by? I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> like, but uh, it's, it's cold here. I don't know about how it is in Minnesota, but I was trying, I was trying to wash a uh, truck today and it was, uh, I had water freezing already. So I had to switch over to rinse and swash. Well, yeah. We're all in indoor shop here. So yeah. yeah. And even uh, then I got a kerosene heated pressure washer if we need extra, extra juice. So. Kerosene <laughs> heated pressure washer. Yeah. yeah, 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 oh yeah. If you want to clean Those the cool. inside, like the underside of a valve cover gasket, we got you covered. Those are yeah, cool. Mine wasn't kerosene. Mine was detailed. Not, not that you should be detailing the underside of a valve cover gasket. I'm partnered with a automotive <laughs> shop here in town. I just mean that that's what they use as well to to clean other parts. So yeah, don't run it full blast on a set of wheels. You might strip the paint off. But. Oh lord! Wait, so so your shop is inside of a like a mechanic uh, body shop as well? So you guys kind of pass uh, work not back a body forth? shop. We're a like we're a, um, a Euro shop here, so they focus mostly on like Audi, Volkswagen, you know, BMWs. Not so much BMW here, but Mercedes stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and it was an organic partnership. I kind of I was. I'm a customer of the shop previously, still am, I guess. I uh, had a really good relationship with them. And then just kind of, I, I honestly, if I had to write a book about it, I couldn't tell you how I even got here. Um, it was one of those where uh, I don't remember what I said or how I said it, but he just kind of said, the guy that owns this shop was just like, well, sounds like you should move in. I'm like, well, I, I don't know what, well, what do you want? Wow. Like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> What That's do you want pretty cool. Or how do you want to own the business? Should I buy you out? Not out, but like, you know, I didn't know if we were going to do a shared ownership of either business. Um, Cause I, you know, wanted to figure out if I needed to do some fundraising to buy out a portion of his to do some, uh, what do you call that? Like profit sharing essentially. But um, yeah, I wrote up essentially a, what is a contract um, starter contract that kind of says, well, 
here's what I want out of the deal and how many months. Um, and, and at that point we'll renegotiate. So, um, right now it's, I'll keep it under wraps, but it's, uh, agreeable terms to me. And, uh, it gives me a really great space to work out of and, and good customer exposure as well. So their customers coming through the door, will see my signage on the front office wall. Yep. And also that, um, customers that would, I was a lot north of the city now and I'm, I'm further south here, but anybody that was a customer of mine previously, uh, if they come here, they'll be introduced to the shop as well. And of course I'll work on any make and model, but if it happens to be a Euro car and they don't have a mechanic they like, um, they can get some business conversions oh, uh, nice. from the shop side of the business mm -hmm. as well. So it's been good to us. One stop. Oh yeah. Wow. And then of course I get business through the shop as well. They got some loaner cars and, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say that's super lucrative or anything, but it keeps us busy on slow days. So what, what kind of car do you have, you have the, uh, they, they, that, um, they service for you. My car, my personal vehicle. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. love Volkswagen. So I got, I got, I want to say four, but actually four cars. One's a Mercedes that we won't talk about. Uh, I hate that car. That's usually the case. I <laughs> got <laughs> the tracks thing in the background. But, uh, yeah, the, the other three. I got a twenty. Well, the wife's car is the twenty sixteen Beetle in white, um, not modified. Mine is a twenty thirteen GTI, so the Mark Six platform. Um, Ooh. Heavily modified, and then the other one, the Winter Daily, is a B five uh, Passat. One point eight T. Uh, yeah. What have you done to it, man? Well, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, way yeah too the, much. The, the problem is, where do you stop? And then, um, hey, I'm in the I say way boat. too much. Gotta... I'll, I'll be honest and say I have done way too much, but I haven't done um, the next thing on the list. I waited to do the turbo last. So I'm still stock turbo, but um, it's got like full coilovers, full body bracing, full um, like. Uh, whatever the biggest roll uh, roll bars we could get from H and R. I think it's like a 28 mil front spray bar and stuff like this. So like it's it's uh, definitely built for the track. But I've uh, I've got right, I'll mute myself for a minute. I've, I've done full bolt-ons and a tune, full suspension, everything. It's it's not a track build. It's more of a street build. But I've done everything shy of build the engine and upgrade the turbo that's just that's just beyond my price on, on which uh which platform uh r56 mini uh gen 2 oh sure 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 we have a few i don't know minis that well but there's a couple out back customer cars but um got you very cool yeah i, I <laughs> like that i like my small hatchbacks way 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 too much but me too i uh I ended up taking the rear seats out of mine and making a custom mm -hmm. trunk. So I don't have rear seats anymore, but instead I get like three times the trunk space. I have, it's nice. I, I built a custom, uh, like a custom subwoofer enclosure to, to be built into it as well. Dude, I can fit my, basically my entire cabinet of detailing supplies in the trunk of my mini now. It's, it's wonderful. Very nice. Yeah, I've never done mobile uh, out of that part. I'm sorry about this. Oh, it's okay, Adam. Yeah, we heard that noise noise coming up us. Uh, you surprised me still working. 
Mm-hmm. All right, hey, Alex. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Good. Well, I love you. Introduce yourself, bro. Uh, my name's Alex. I run Stellar Auto Detail out of Rhode Island. Um, I'm mobile in the warm months, and then in the colder months, I, I share a shop bay with somebody as I need it. Um, I don't know. I just I, I love women and I love detailing. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm not distracted on my phone at all. While I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I promise. No, that's good. <laughs> I, I would be drinking a beer, but I gotta. <laughs> you got work. Got work yeah, I got to work on that. So I'll I'll cheers with some of this here. <laughs> Well, it's, well, you're uh, there you go. Excellent. Uh, no problem. Amen. All right, so I'm drinking uh, a brewery called Jetman. I can't. I can't hear. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of background noise. Can't hear me. Oh no, there's no, something. A little bit. Is there a kid? Yeah. Woo. Is it that one? Yeah, oh, thank you, guys. Right. There yeah. we go. Nick. All right, I'm drinking uh, Jetman Jimmy from Odd 13 Brewery. Uh, Hazy Golden. So thanks to Odd 13 Brewery. You like IPAs, eh, Marty? Yeah, I do. I like uh, I like the any type of hazy. Hazy. Mm. I don't really like the the straight IPAs. So they're out of uh, Lafayette, Colorado. So any any Colorado oh. peeps, go check them out. Uh, but yeah, I like uh, Citra Hop, Medela Hop. Those t- you know, those that have uh, a little bit of a citrus or floral note to that. It, it to me, it takes off that bitterness. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Derek and I like similar hazy IPAs, similar uh, beers. Chase Lucas, who will hop on, he's a big. Uh, we, we'll send pictures back and forth of the different uh, hazy or citra IPAs. Hmm. But nothing quite like uh, uh, Estrella Alisco, right? <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'm, I'm just going through my QuickBooks and doing an invoice. And when it, you go through your expenses and I see SEMA 9, 2019 pop up. And I'm like, fuck, I miss it. <laughs> mm. Fuck it. Oh, I, wish, I wish it happened this year. But what are you going to do? Never been. Never oh, been. Highly, you got, you got oh, highly recommended. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's such a. Good I mean, I, I've been to some conferences in in Vegas, but they're like tech conference, like AWS reInvent stuff like that. But yeah, not yeah. not not car related stuff. Oh yeah, it's, it's a good time. And the place next, next on my list, the cherry on the top. Yeah, still never still never been, but I did mobile tech. It seemed like neck last year, but it was this year in January. And uh, but I never did never did SEMA. January is uh, Orlando, right? And September's Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you I think, uh, but Orlando, but, mo- so- but, but mobile tech. At- oh, I guess- <laughs> What's that? Let's see. I'll- what were you saying, Martin? Martin? I said, I'm from Orlando. Oh, okay. If you guys show up. I'll buy the beer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll say. That's a whole lot of beer, man. Yeah, that's a... You want to go that far. 
Yeah, it's going to be. We show up. Oh. We show up, man. <laughs> we're showing we're up all in the same car. We're going to all show up in the mini. In a, in a, yeah, oh, clown God. Car. Like, clown, yeah, clown car, man. Like, not stop. Four, 14 dudes rolling out of that mini? Yeah. <laughs> Be Tell <laughs> him how's that challenger? He's good. I got I got all the paint correction done today. I got the oh. rims. Oh, check out these rims. I thought it was. Ooh. I don't know if you can. Oh see. my god! Oh damn! Say, Holy shit! Who's your teachers at daycare? What is this? A three forty-five. 2525. Yeah. It's a niche. Niche. Did you say 345? Yeah, 340. He said 345. Those are Oh my god. Yeah, so 345, but Probably got a good half inch to three quarter inch stretch. So, God damn. Well, yeah, buddy. What's that? <laughs> guess I guess. God damn. <laughs> That's wild, man. Oh, we can see him. This. Oh shit. Oh no, he. I saw him. I saw he fall. I watched him on Instagram. That thing is fucking. Oh my god. So this thing was. Uh, I don't know if I should say, but this thing was. Uh, it was painted a year ago. And I mean, just to kind of cut it a bit, because I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but the buddy who owns it is not available at the moment, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Nope. He's so, deployed. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be away for, for a few years. So. Two to five. He'll be back. What's that? It's a nice. Just to, like, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. I don't even know who the guy is. I'll be honest. I have no idea who the guy is. So it's all good. Keep it cleaned up for him. But yeah, we can send him some ramen if he needs it. <laughs> so there's a bunch of us, uh, a couple of different shops. We're just finishing it up for him, and then uh, after this, after like I'm coding it tomorrow and uh, and Friday, and then it's out of here. I think on Sunday. Um, so it'll be tucked away for for the next little while. Yeah, but it's a nice car. It is like, and it's boosted. Like the thing is absolutely re like retarded. Like I don't even, I haven't even opened the hood yet. But it's absolutely like it's got. I think a uh, single turbo. It's massive. And when I blip the throttle coming down the road, uh, when we, we we parked it at the back property, there out of the trailer. It came out of the trailer, blipped it down the road, and it it cranked at like twenty psi. And I'm like, oh my god. So this has got to be. <laughs> It's got some retarded shit, like six six hundred horse, maybe. I got some fucking torque. Oh, it ain't wow. got shit on the mini. Yeah, the the, the revs just <laughs> the car stayed still, so the tires are obviously just spinning. So, wow, just, just unbelievable. It's a nice, really nice car. So, uh, I'm I'm glad I got to do it anyway. And then I was worried, Did like, he... should I be posting pictures of this thing? Like, do people know? Like, you know what I mean? But uh, the guy who brought it here, he's like, yeah, do whatever you got to do. So I'm actually going to throw the rims on Saturday because I haven't seen what they look like on the car. Uh, mm -hmm. Do a little photo shoot and we'll see how that. How yeah, let's say take some pictures. Yeah, for sure. Did, uh, uh, those, uh, those like um, 
the fender flares, did he are those did he cut the body to have them fit on or it's just kind of bolt on? You know what? I don't know. Um, a buddy of mine well, actually the body work. I, I think they did cut it. Um, okay. I can see I can see the body line and I think I know where like the factory kind of arch would be and it, and it looks pretty high up. So I think it was cut. Okay. Hopefully they did a good I job. I did a, a GTI that they had uh, that got wrapped one time and I had the a wrap company had called me to come in and coat the wrap after they were finished. And the same thing, the guy had, it was a wide body GTI and the guy had cut the fenders to have it fit. Yeah. And it just, it was the same. It was like, it looked similar to what that guy did on the challenger. It looks crazy. Yeah. This is a bolt on, right? So it's similar to the guy was supposed to, he wanted something close to like a Liberty walk, I guess. Uh, kit. Okay. This is what he got, but it but it's all fiberglass. And if you take a look like close look at it at different angles, you can see the waviness of the the, the wheat. Yeah. So I mean that's the body, the body shop can they can fix it, but I mean it's gonna take them fucking months to just to do four pieces. So they left it, but it looks really good. You can barely tell. John works on a um, wide body GTR pretty frequently. Yes, it's a maintenance client of his. Mm -hmm. I see it on his Instagram all the time. Any of you guys tried to airbrush on uh, ceramic coating on the wheels yet? Yeah. No. Yeah. How does that work? It's actually, you know, from what I understand by other detailers stuff, it actually bonds even better. Um, I just basically clean that shit up and just actually getting ready to do another set uh, this uh, weekend where basically I just got a little kid. I just pour it in and I just airbrush it in and basically let it sit. When it goes through the curing process, you watch it. And it does a little bit different, at least what I've done. And I've used uh, Anya, I've used the CC105, I've used a couple other vendors as well just to try to see how it worked with it because I didn't know. So I went and bought some different coatings just to test it. And man, it, it, it bonds differently because it goes into the pores differently versus when you're applying it versus like an applicator. So I don't know, man. It, it's You still have I've to level to, it down? Or? You still have to level it down. Yeah. Um, okay. But, I've got a guy out in uh, Florida that 99% uh, of the time he doesn't have to. So, but he's also got a very, very nice, expensive airbrush setup. And I'm like, yeah, I bought my shit off Amazon. I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you really have to be careful with um, spraying it on is if you have a matte wheel. Um, yep. Spraying it can add more of, of a gloss finish to it. It won't, it won't look glossy, but it'll add more of a sheen to it that you might not like just because it is putting more material on. Um, if you want to keep the mat like closer to matte finish, definitely um, I apply prefer to apply it. by hand. You're right. Yep. I've only done it by hand so far, but yeah, you just gotta watch this. Basically, the other spitting part, so it doesn't spit somewhere else because it spits and tries to cure, and you're not paying attention. Learn that one. And like I said, it was all by <laughs> trial and error. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to to learn to see, you know, how it worked, how we and could that do comes, it. That you comes know? to the other point about the the nicer gun. It, it is worth it. If, if you're gonna do a lot of it, it is worth to invest invest a few hundred bucks in a in a decent gun. Yeah. So uh, it's I've, just, I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like the the Modesta coatings. Like I've seen some of them. Like like I know uh, what is it? I think Chicago Auto Pros. I think Chicago Auto Pros. Yeah, he did. Um, I think I've seen them use uh, was it BCO six? I remember if I remember correctly, the wheel coating from Modesta. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be applied by Airbrush or something. Maybe supposed to be. Wow, that's interesting. 
Yeah, I believe like Modesto is extra. Yeah, no, no, they, yeah, no, Wesley, they're that, they're extra, man. I've not dealt with them as a brand yet, so I, I don't know. No, Bob, what do you mean by extra? Just hard to use or like, like they they require like IR curing for BCO four, and you have to you have to wet the surface. And then up, like dampen the applicator, and then apply it, and then yeah. wipe it with a damp go towel, back. and then wipe yeah, it with a dry towel, and then wipe yeah, it with a it's, second dry towel. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. a whole. It's, it's like a whole. I've used. It, should be. it is definitely not so, a, a mobile mobile friendly, you know, type application. I've used some of the some of the titanium coatings are like that too. Even some of the newer some of the graphene coatings like that. We gotta you, you gotta apply it, and then use a wet towel to buff it off and then come back with a dry towel and then i mean it works about you know, the graphene coatings for sure I've heard yeah before, but and it, you know it's a wet towel experience yet a lot of the companies they don't even like say it but like some of them like that's the only way i was able to get like somewhat of an easy wipe off a lot of them you go to buff it off and it's like oh it's like really tacky and you come back with a wet yep. towel it comes right off and then you car pro i've heard too with yeti is a wet towel well, but it go it like it like completely goes against like what they say. Oh, you can't get wet for twenty four hours, but yet you're using a wet towel to remove yeah, the coating. Yeah, no so water, it's like, use water. But use but use water to remove it. But don't get it wet <laughs> after that. Not as I do. Like, yeah, it's really like really hard to get off. If that's you I've let it set up too long. We've had it where mm -hmm. that's one thing, guys. Um, Juan Gonzalez here from Idaho Falls. Um, as a trainer, that's one thing that we always tell, you know, the, the students, you know, to when they apply ceramic coatings, you know, that you careful from, from the, at least the, the 12 hours not to get it wet. So that way, you know, the, the vehicle actually cures. And that's one of the things that I've seen in other ceramic coating companies actually saying, you know, they're using a wet towels, like, wait, wait a minute, it doesn't make sense. If most of the ceramic coat is more likely they, they don't need, they, if you use water, you actually eliminate the, the what is it called? The, the protection or the stability of the, of the coating. Why is it that you're using a wet towel? You're actually diluting the product itself, the, the durability. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I actually tried a, I mean, a product. Yeah. they always ask me this question I was like nah don't don't get it don't get it wet I mean don't get any towels wet I mean there's all the products that you can usually use to actually kind of help you know to do that but nah. the le with the leveling yeah we made some mistake with um CarPro Deluxe once where you can apply it sort of two different ways so you can let it if you're really even with the application you can let it be real thick and get more of a matte finish with it and I, I did that with, I bought some APR wheels for my GTI and like did that with them. And in one place, uh, no one will ever see it. So I can admit it here, but in one place, it was actually so thick that it would drip. It had, you could see it drip. And it was almost like, I mean, Eric, we just, got another exclusive. All right. This is, a, this is just crappy paint I was using on like a garden post or something, but um, it almost looked like you're just dripping crappy clear coat. It was so thick. Wow. Um, but for the rest of the wheel, it was like, it was very thick. I don't even know how to describe it. It was very, very thick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we did this. I asked a customer, he had uh, some 
they were gloss Porsche wheels from a 996. We kind of asked him if he wanted a matte finish because they were already kind of matte. And he says, yeah, let's keep it matte finish. And I didn't realize he was coming the same day to pick them up. <laughs> so, um, and I didn't have the infrared light set up that day. So it was one of these like, well, we'll see if this will work. And then we do? as soon as I, you know, he calls like, hey, I'm coming to pick up the car. I kind of turn around and one of the one of the other guys working like, uh, we should probably try and level that one down. But we got to it too late. So it was already partially cured. And all we did oh. was smudge. We smudged it like crazy. So, you, you know, uh, my thumbs hurt for like a week after that. We had one guy on each wheel trying to just like level it down. It was terrible. They came out great. But it was like one of those uh, deleted scene kind of you never want to speak of this again after it happened. <laughs> what the customer doesn't see. <laughs> Well, I mean, it turned out really well. We didn't harm anything. It's just a matter of like, you you know, it didn't make it fully through the curing process on that thick of a, an application. So it was like, hey, you know, level I, it out. It was uh, near impossible. I think everybody, you know, had made mistakes in, in whoever hasn't made hasn't made mistakes in the auto detail industry is because they're probably new or they're afraid. And let's admit yeah. it, all of us, we have made mistakes. I mean, I, I worked on a on an old classic vehicle, put in a, a nine-year a nine, um, nine ceramic coating, you know, top of the line. And then I started seeing it on the tube, on the roof. It was actually living like a high spot. I was like, man, wait a minute. What the hell's wrong with it? I mean, I know I got a good temperature. I know I got this. So so I said, you know what? I'm going to use a different, different thing. So I went to... I, I, I cleaned it up. I, I mean, I removed it off. Thought I did uh, on the door by the by the mirror. I left the coating there, and I didn't realize that I left the coating there. So I went to the store and into a, to a body shop store. At that time, I went and bought another uh, another pad um, and kind of. You know, because I wanted to level it out to make it more glossier because it looked faded. It didn't look good. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to remove this and then I'm going to apply this. I'm going to do this and then I reapply it. So when I came back, holy crap, it didn't even pass 45 minutes when I saw that the the coating harden up. Like, I mean, it was just like, like you know, when, when the coating actually starts repelling from, from the other coating, you know, it just gets really flashy, really hard. I was like, crap, what the hell? God, okay, I'm going to just buff it up, whatever. <laughs> I wet sanded it, dude. I wet sanded it and, and, and it wasn't coming up. I was like, oh, crap. Now, listen, I'm an instructor. I teach people for, I mean, I went to other countries teaching people how to apply and what to do in situations like this. And I never in my life thought of whatever become and have a, uh, um, a problem like this i was like holy crap what the hell why was i thinking i should have just i should have made sure i mean we all make mistakes so when i hear someone that doesn't make mistakes it's like man whatever dude yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah. <laughs> mistakes. And yeah. Every, every time i go and teach, and teach the classes and they're like hey trust me man i make big stupid mistakes and, and and I admit it. I mean, shit. It's 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 the way you know we work. And hey, if you don't make a mistake, you don't learn from your mistake. You, I trust I me. I will never hey, Ronald, do that again. <laughs> Ronald, uh, did Brady make a mistake, or or man, he's rocking and rolling down there. Um, we're <laughs> on to Cam Newton. Ah. Uh, 
Did uh, did New England make the mistake then? Let me reiterate that question. No, there's oh, no mistake. <laughs> you're a Cam Newton fan now, huh? No, next man up fan. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? There's just a, there's there's still a lot of football left. Uh, um. I don't know. I, I I was scratching my head though. Uh, you know, at times I'm like, oh shoot. I was asking myself the same question. Did who made the mistake here? But yeah, you know, just give it a give it a few games. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I need a few seasons. <laughs> Yo. Oh, I think you're right. But what's new up there, huh? How's Boston going? Is is you guys shutting down, or what's what's the status up there? So, um, I mean, you know, with COVID, the numbers up, down. Now, right now, with, with the things are like up again. But as far as business, um, it stayed busy. I mean, we've been busy. We have a mask. We got um, a hand sanitizer. You know, the kind of things that we need. But um, weather-wise, uh, you got some some days that are a little bit colder. But overall. Um, I mean, today was cold. I, I don't. I, I think you know. It's still detailing weather. <laughs> uh, what that means is that yeah, it's cold mobile. today. Okay. Yeah, what I kind of you get, buddy, over there? Where you at? What kind of temps? Temperatures? Do you get oh. like? Yeah. So, like, uh, it varies. Like, New England weather. Uh, New England weather is crazy, man. Um, like, for mobile detailing. Straight up, I, I'm I'm not gonna be detailing anything less than I mean I'm like what forty degrees, anything less than forty. I'm at this point, it's like nah, I, I don't need to. What? Dude, and then how do you keep when, your hands? When I was when I was doing, up? well, I'm still doing mobile, Sit. but I, I have a job. I was doing mobile. I was actually mobile, uh, doing mobile detail interior and exterior at uh, at one point it was like 15, 15 below zero man. That's we okay. So I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. But the person has a garage or, or no no no. no, no, no. Yeah. Are you doing uh, it? You doing it outside? No, well, we were outside. Outside, yeah. man. For, you gotta Ooh. draw the line somewhere. Hey, yeah, I've done <laughs> twenty. <laughs> 20, I've done it in the 20, like it starts out in the 35, and then as soon as the oh, sun goes no. down, I go down to like 27, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, was, but like. I was below 15, dude. That day. Oh, <laughs> nah. nah, we all got bills to pay, and I'm not gay, but five bucks is five bucks. So. No. <laughs> hey, if you have me that. No, he's right. I've still gone to people's houses when that call. I'm like, you know what? As long as you're okay, I'm okay. I got my stuff on. I'm good to go. I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, if, 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 if now if I do it again, no, I don't do that shit. Anymore. I wanted to get a number, a name for myself. I wanted to get there, you know. And I was like, all season detail. And yeah, we detail all season long. All seasons. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I had a, I had a bit of a similar experience. I used to work at a car wash called Miles. It was down here in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, I worked there, let's see, no, like late November through August. Um, that, that that was like when I first realized, okay, I can, I can maybe do detailing every day and actually love it. But going through that winter, 
dude, they gave absolutely zero shits. Like, no care at all. No gloves, no PPE, no nothing. You're outside, you know, your rags are frozen. They come out the dryer kind of damp. And they come out in about 10 minutes. All your rags are stiff like hard. And they're like, and they're like, yeah, what, what? You don't use them. down the car. Wipe down the car. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just got to start on the hood and draw them out. <laughs> I feel shit. bad because my coldest day is like 60. Yeah. Hey, oh, he's in Orlando. Oh, yeah. fuck. So, so how about the beer? Earlier... It's also sounding better and better the colder it gets. <laughs> hey you know I, i'm in idaho man and 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 i love my weather man i love the cold weather you know i can't stay hot water i mean there's so much clothes i can take off but there's so much clothes i can actually put on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and when you're in florida in august since 112 out on a black car oh oh, oh god man, no baby. no hey man i'm with you man i love that shit <laughs> I like the cold. I like you know, more nah, places to put know, stuff. You know what? New England, New England, though, I have to say, with the four seasons, like it's not bad. Like the last two, the last two winters have not been bad. I'm like, dude, if this is how our winters are going to be, I'm straight. The yeah, last is, winter wasn't bad at all. Where, where are you from, Ronald? Uh, in Boston. Nice, man. I'm uh, in Rhode Island. Oh, okay, Chris. Oh, so yeah, we're, we're close. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right. So you you get it. You know, it's yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah last year wasn't bad at all. Upper, upper states, and, man. Dude, fifty degrees. Like you're working, you're moving. That 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 feels like sometimes like like sixty. You're like it's pretty yeah. warm. Like it doesn't. You know, that's. I mean, again, it all depends the situation. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, we're strictly mobile. I have um, some employees. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to know how to manage yourself. You know, if that's what you are in, in, we just hit, uh, we're at the beginning of five years this, this month, you know, I'm at the point where, you know, I accomplish, you know, I, I set some goals and I'm like, look, here's the thing. I'm not doing that 30 degrees outside. It just doesn't work. Like you have to know what works. You save during the, the summers, the good months, you know, you don't spend money where you don't need to, you try to, you know, change and you need to constantly look to save where you can so that you can say, look, I'm, I'm straight mobile. And I know that the winter is something I can't, you know, battle. That's one of the nature. Then mm-hmm. you have to say, well, Hey, I got, I can still pay my bills, you know? Um, and it, as long as everyone else is covered and they're cool. And again, we have a small team. We can, we can you know, it's okay. Ronald, as a mobile detailer, I mean, that's, I think that's a, a struggle that even here in Oklahoma and through the Midwest, Anybody that gets, you know, different temperatures, uh, there's no doubt. There's a lot of struggles that happen if you don't plan for winter. Is is that a common it's, up there? Do you, you find that also, up, uh, or do most detailers just know? I think I think that every 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 business is. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a it's auto detailing. I think a lot of the business it's just like in the winter time here we get cold years, uh, days. You know, we all know we all know that it's gonna get winter, it's gonna get cold, it's gonna get slowed down, right? So we all know that. So we all should prepare. Any business should prepare for that. Why doesn't a lot of businesses don't prepare? That's beyond my mind. I don't know why. If if we get a lot of good months in the summertime, how come they don't just prepare for the winter time? Now, well, is there many I, people I, teaching it? 
Is there many people talking about it? Oh yeah, I, I teach people how to how to how to how to how to protect yourself from the winter time. How to um, how to prepare yourself for the winter time. Back awesome. when when the when when this winter they came, uh, I was already I was already prepared for winter time. So we as a winter time we prepare more likely for like a March and April. We're actually prepared into those months, right? But what happened this year, it was something differently because in February, we started seeing COVID-19 start going. So I was like, holy crap. So now we have to go, uh, we have to start slow. Supposedly, we're going to start slowing down a little bit more. So now we had to prepare for more months, right? So the people that actually prepared themselves for uh, January, March, and April, when COVID hit, they were like, okay, great. I'm protected for those months. But now what am I going to do in these other months? So that's when a lot of people, you know, they didn't know what to do. They started closing their business. And one of the things that I told them is like, hey, don't panic, man. How long have you been in business? Two to three years. Great. Grab your books. Grab your book from last year and start calling people. Your last year people start calling. Hey, you know, it's been a year since I talked to you. Boom, boom, boom. You're, you have a lot of customers already in your files. Yeah, no. a lot of people, it, it slips their mind. And all you have to do is put the idea in their head and they'll come back to you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I send out, I'll send out like a mass email to, hey, hey re reminder to set your clocks back. I'll send out something for Christmas and just st stay in their thoughts. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when they're you, ready, they'll, they'll here, come back. I don't know how many detailers right here, they're new. And I, I don't know if there's a, a lot of them here right now, but here's one thing that I learned uh, before I was even a detailer. That was something that I learned when I started doing, when I started selling cars, there was a guy that an old man, an old salesman that he was always laid back, man, you know, just smoking a cigarette and everybody was just trying to hassle at the, at the end of the, of the paycheck. And I always see he, this guy always laying back, you know, relaxing every single day. Until I one day I actually walked up to him to like, hey dude, you never worry at the end of the at the end of the payroll. You know, you never worry. It's like, yeah, Juan, because I don't worry about money. I said, why are you rich? He said, no, I prepare myself one. So how do you do that? So he taught me this. He said, Juan, how much do you need to be making every 15 days, Juan, to be able to make a uh, I mean a living? He said, pay your bills. Okay, how much is your bills? How much is everything? Boom, boom. Back then was like $750. Okay, say so one. $750, that's how much you have to make every 15, every 15 days, correct? Yeah. Okay. So every paycheck, if you make a thousand, save the other money, put it saved up, and, and use the other money to pay your bills and everything. And the next paycheck, if you make two thousand dollars, put that money on the side and then the other one for your bills. When the next paycheck, if you're struggling. And if you only make $300, you're not going to be stressed. You're not going to be um, trying to sell a customer, you know, because customers can sense when you when you need money, when you're in need of yeah, money. They can yeah. sense that. So they're like, you're trying to sell them and customers can sense that on you. So when you only make $300, don't worry. You're not going to be worrying about it. Why? Because you already have money there. So you withdraw another month to make your $750. And just pay and you know and pay your 15 days you know paycheck dude i did that i started doing that i was like after that i start losing the the stress i start i start i start treating customers more with 
we respect. And I started selling more cars. Believe it or not, I started selling more, selling more cars because I didn't have the the need of trying to trying to sell a car to make uh to make my my next bill. You know, yeah. I was at my money. So it makes something. you feel it makes you feel successful and adds that confidence too. And when it, you're confident, it's not about being successful. It just gives you the confidence of you know the, the the level of stress that you don't have to worry about trying to make another dollar to pay yeah. your car payment because your car payment is already taken care of. Your house yeah. payment is already taken care of. Your electricity is already taken care of. You just all you have to do is just go out there and work and and do your best. Absolutely. Without, it's always been my idea of success is not necessarily a certain dollar figure or buying a no. certain thing. It's just when you never have to think about your bills. Exactly. When you can just say, you know what, guys? I like you guys so much. You know what? Let's just meet up in Vegas right now. I'll, let's just get our, our hotel right now. Boom, boom, boom. Let's just go for one week. You know, when you can actually, <laughs> when you can stay and do that, it's like, fuck. You you made it. I mean, you have to be rich to do yeah. to do all those things. But when you have the freedom to do what you want to do with your life, that's that's a success. Yeah. Now, yeah. another thing that I teach a lot yeah. of guys on my training when I teach people is like, people, man, I can never save money. It's like you save twelve thousand dollars a year, and they're always like, "No, nah, I can't." He's like, "Seriously." How much money do you guys make a day? In five days, you save work five days, five days. You make what? $200, $250 minimum a day? I mean, you got to make at least $200, right? So, yeah, I make two, I, I, I detail two cars a day minimum. Okay, perfect. Let's just say you make $200. Out of those $200, you actually put, put in your mind that you're actually making $150, okay? $50 goes directly to a savings so you put that fifty dollars a day fifty dollars a day in a week is how much in five days is what two hundred and fifty dollars two hundred fifty bucks in four, in four weeks two hundred and fifty dollars per week four weeks is what one thousand thousand bucks yeah that's just five days a week you can save you can save a thousand dollars a month. No, I well they say you can save twelve thousand dollars a year. No, I can't. You can save a thousand dollars a month. No, you can't. You can save two hundred and fifty dollars a week. Well, maybe I can do that. You can save fifty dollars <laughs> a day. Yes, I can do that. Well, do that. And next thing you know, you 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 just freeing your yourself. Now, another thing that a lot of detailers always always fall. And, 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 and let's be honest, it's not, it's not about being a detailer. It's not a bit about good detailer. It's about being a good businessman. If you can That's have a business, you have to be a good businessman and have to know how to be, uh, have to take advantage of the opportunities that, that gets in front of you. Like say, for example, when, uh, when vendors on Black Friday, for example, when they're like, do all these promotions, dude, I buy towels once a year. And I buy like twelve, to, I mean fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars worth of microfiber towels for the whole year. Why? Because if I would have buy them month to month or when I need them, I probably would have spent three grand on towels. So by doing when they do promotions, like say for example, some sample company say, okay, uh, G Technic, um, we're gonna do a promotion. This twenty percent off, whatever. Boom, sabes qué? 
I'm going to buy six months worth of products. Why? Because I got the money already there. And that money already is going to make me money. Like and one of the things is that who uses, um, what is that freaking uh, from PNS, uh, B-Maker. B-Maker. B-Maker is the easy money product, okay? So it's a sealer. That sealer, I don't know how much you guys uh, sell it for. I sell it for $150. The reason why I sell it for $150 is because that five gallons cost me about $120, right? Yeah. So it's less than $150. So guess what? So when when I buy the five gallons for $150, I use it, boom, 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 boom. Once I know there's one gallon left already in the five gallons, the next, I put, I, I put on my bottle, say the next customer that I put be maker, is gonna pay for the next five gallons. So when the next customer comes in and say, hey, I want just a quick sealer. Oh, I got this one, there's $150. Okay, perfect, boom, I apply it. I grab those $150. Hey, PNS, uh, I need five gallons of bee maker, boom. There's quite a bit to unpack, but I, I wanna go back to the, uh, the laid back aspect of it. Um, this really speaks to us because I have always, even before I got into detailing like several years ago, I mean, I've been detailing for like 10 years, I suppose, maybe a little longer, but most of it was as a hobbyist and then professionally like three or so. Um, but in my other professional career, um, I, I don't know why, but a lot of folks in the software world just don't really like, there's definitely some people that are car enthusiasts and stuff like that, but there's a lot of folks that have the skepticism of um, the car industry and the sales people involved. And there's this always this hustle uh, atmosphere. You go into some place and like, I need my car fixed. Well, the dealership's going to charge you too much. They're trying to hustle you there. And you go to this other guy and he'll charge you half as much per hour, but your car might be there twice as long. Well, all this shit, right? And I, excuse my language, but basically just like um, never really being, never being happy with the experience. So one thing we really front centered ourselves on with starting this was um, just being super laid back in all the sales. So, uh, at first I was kind of nervous about doing that. Like, of course I wanted that experience for our customers, but, um, at first, you know, like, man, I, I don't want to go a week without making it because at first, when we first moved from up North down, down here a little bit, it was difficult. Um, cause people wouldn't always take you seriously, but it's always a different kind of customer. So there's other shops that are, I suppose you could call them competition, but we're kind of targeting different demographics. So it all works out here in the cities, but um, the kind of people we work with are very uh, much like myself from my previous life, so to speak. So it's where like, they don't want to be hustled. They just want to be like, I sell products up front. So like, Oh, what should I buy to, to do this? And I'll just tell them like, I will only ever sell you anything that I would use on my own cars. I, I won't sell it unless I believe in it. I don't shill for, a, I mean, of course I say I don't shill for a brand, but I, but I used CarPro stuff before I had it up, up in the front. Um, I don't use all of their products. Their glass cleaner, eh, not my favorite. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'll use Griot's garage glass cleaner any day. I got a jar of it. Yo, Griot's, uh, man, they make good glass now, cleaner. Hey, now, so let me. But that well, laid back atmosphere has brought us a lot of business over the last several months because um, they're not feeling pressured to make a purchase. And like the and in the people that aren't pressured to make a purchase, other folks say like, oh man, that the price on that paint correction, I, I don't know. Well, I wasn't trying to force it on them in the first place. 
so I don't have to feel bad when they don't accept it and they don't have to feel like awkward about the situation when they're like, well, the price is too much. I can just say, well, that's okay. Here's our other services and, 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 and you know, uh, good luck to you. You know, it's not a bad interaction any way you go about it and it's been really good for us. Let me, let me tell everybody right here that, you know, um, any business, any, any business, the salesperson, a, a, an auto detailing in the store retail stores or whatever, in any place, you know, there's going to be people that are going to be sharks and, and especially in the car business, you know, there's sharks, you know, they just, you go into a dealership and you feel like they just want to hustle you. They just want to sell you the car, whatever, you know, and they just want to take your money. Here's, here's what I learned when I was, because I, I managed dealerships for 13 years. And this is what I teach when I was teaching the, the new salespersons. I was like, before you go out there, you go and talk to the customer and say, hey, how you doing? My name is Juan Gonzalez. What's your name? And right there and there, the customer is like, I'm just looking. And, and the salesman, the, their reaction is like, okay, great. Let me know if I, if, if I can help you. And they just left them. And that's the wrong thing to do. And let me tell you, we are our actors. In any business, we are actors. Think yourself as an actor, but here's how you, how you act. Say, okay, great, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a car? Are you looking for a, a truck? Or are you looking for an SUV? What, I, what did I just do? I just give them options. I didn't tell them, you're gonna buy one of these three cars. So let's tell me which ones. No, I, I, I ask him options. Customers like to, like, like to be here. Even though you guide them through the options, they, they wanna be the ones to be in control. So when they say, I'm looking for a truck, great. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a four-door, two-door, uh, or, or something in particular, a four-by-four? Four. I'm looking for a four-by-four, four, uh, you know, something like this. Okay, great. You're looking at, are you looking for, 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 for work, for family, or just, to, uh, just a beater to go around the mountains? Oh, no, no, I'm actually looking for something nice. Perfect. You start looking for options. Now, the next thing is like, I used to tell them, it's like, okay, great. Let me make sure that I understood correctly. You're looking for a truck. You're looking for something that is newer, like this, this, this. So you start less, you start, you listen to his options. I mean, to his needs, but with your options. And then you go, look, I think I got three options for you. Let me show you these options. See what you think. Guess what you did? You just broke the ice. Now he's gonna follow you. So that's what I used to do with the with the car business. And the same thing that I did right there when I was teaching the guys in the auto in in, in the sales in the sales speech. I actually implemented that when I started doing business with the, the auto detailing. So I was like, oh, great, what can I help you with? Uh, I'm, are you looking for an interior detail? Are you looking for exterior detail? Or are you looking to, to uh, protect your vehicle? <laughs> options, my friend, options. Um, one of the things that I, what I, that I learned from one guy is that the way to sell is try not to sell. And how many of you guys have tried to sell a, a customer a ceramic coating. How much you guys charge for ceramic coatings? You don't want to know the answer. Well, well I think so the, first, the first thing is trying to, to find out what kind of customer it is to begin with, because then you have the ones who don't that, care about how much it is. They just want it done. They want it done today. They don't want to wait. So I'll, I'll, I'll they caution about, about that. The money. They don't care about nothing. They say, I want my car done today. Yeah, hey, here's, what, here's what I was going to, well, that's where you, you have the, the lower end, the ones who, hey, man, I just want to wash in the vacuum, bro. 
That's all I want. It's my Toyota Corolla. I kind of like it, but I really don't care. So you have to identify what kind of customer you have in front of you before you start pitching anything because you can't pitch the same sale to a guy who owns a, a Toyota Corolla from 1999 mm. if it's a Lamborghini. So you can't tell them the same pitch. So you have to oh, no, word no, out no. what are you it's selling. And let me tell you, you know, every, every customer is different, but the, your, 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 your script should be the same. And, and why, when, I, when I say your script should be the same is because you want to find out their wants and needs. When I say wants and needs, everybody have different wants and needs. So if you just try to sell something <laughs> right away, you, you're not listening to the customer's wants and needs. So you need to, first of all, need to listen to the wants and needs of the customer. And once you know the wants and needs of the customer, then you go and give mm -hmm. them off of the all right, so, so that's a, it's a practical thing that a lot of you know sales training has. Let's break it down for detailers. When we say uh, you need to listen to their wants and needs, I think there's a lot of people that might want to know, well, how do I get to know what their wants and needs are? And so that becomes the entry-level questioning that, you know, whether you're engaged with the customer face-to-face, -face, maybe somebody walks up to you while you're cleaning oh. somebody else's car, maybe you're, uh, you know, get a when phone you, call, you know, it could come in a couple of different various different. Uh, stances. One of, the, one, of the, one of the standards ones that I, that I have for my business, it's uh, when they call or, or when they come in, it's like, okay, great, sir. Uh, how can I help you? Are you looking for, are you looking for interior, exterior, or are you, are you looking for um, a protection? And then I just shut my mouth off. I don't say anything else. I listen. He's going to give me the answer. He's going to say, oh, you know what? I'm actually looking to get my vehicle uh, protected. One of my friends had the vehicle ceramic coated. Okay, now I know what he wants. He doesn't want an interior. Oh, I want my vehicle interior. I just I just bought it uh, about a year ago, and I want to just get it cleaned up. Oh, so you had a year ago. Have you? When was the last time you cleaned it? Oh, a year ago. Okay, perfect. So you start asking questions. You ask him the first questions uh, when you greet him. Hi, my name is Juan. You know, thank you for calling this. And boom, what are you looking for? Are you looking for interior, exterior, or protection? What's yeah. the three different? That's, three I think, and that's that's the best way I think that we should answer the phone call, man. I think that's a, a an absolutely amazing uh, nugget to give out because you would get directly to what they're looking for. You stop beating around the bush with, oh well, what do you guys do? What are they? You know. So I, I think that's awesome, man. Uh, Nick, I want to find out uh, how that turned out. You gave us a little look, see. Uh, well, let's see. I, I started digging into it. You're going to get a little mess, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, now you're making me hungry. Stuck at the shop with only uh, soda to drink and nothing to eat. So. Oh, well, we have a cooking with Nick show. So every every hey. time he always, <laughs> he always makes us something, it, it, we get... Uh, that's the uh, ugly calzone that I tried to calzone, throw so together. I was right. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. And so, as man. always, the obligatory cat. So, yeah. All right. So, so, walk us through what you did. Uh, oh, geez. Make <laughs> the dough that's literally just yeast, flour, water, and salt, pepper, and whatever seasoning you want in it. Throw that together, put it in the food processor, let it sit for 45 minutes after you're done. Um, 
cook your ingredients however you want, meat, cheese, whatever. Um, roll out your dough into a, a circle or whatever shape you desire. Um, add some marinara, add some meat, add some cheese, and fold it up, bake it, you're done. That's That's pretty pretty much it. That, that sounds it's, simple, but I think impossible for me, man, because I'm not a cook, dude. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty dang easy. Hey John, uh, how's everything over in Arizona? We are just rocking and rolling. Uh kind of broke in uh, uh a new guy today on a very, very picky ass customer. I knew it was gonna go the way it did. <laughs> and I just smiled because one, um, you know, you can clean a car, but, uh, you know, can you get past what the customer needs? Can you can you separate your own anxiety from their anxiety? And uh, it was definitely a challenge for me to sit back and shut up and not take the reins on that. I took care of all the outside work, um, but I let him do what I knew uh, she was nitpicking about. And uh, so it was good. It was a good day. It was, it was a little challenge for me because I haven't had anybody working with me in a while, but you know, all come right, so walk us through your emotions. I know we've all been there in our own different ways. Uh, what went through your head while you walk away and let him do what he's got to do? Uh, what what anxiety did you have? Well, the, the biggest anxiety I have is is because I like to actually know what the customer wants, specifically what their needs are. Um, I've got, you know, particularly a client that says, I don't care what my car looks like, but this, this, and this better be clean. So I always, no matter what, always hit those areas first, because for some reason, if I miss something else, their eyes are always focused on the things that bother them the most. And he just didn't ask the questions. So I really wanted to, and he's been detailing with me for a while here and there, but he decided he's like, ah, I really want to go for it. So the anxiety is, is he's good with the cars, but I really want him to be better with the clients the anxiety was is just making and, sure that you ask the right questions because there was opportunity and i mean a lot of opportunity on the backside for him to ask the right questions to put us at a better level of ceramic coating protection and a lot of stuff but i really kind of sat back and wanted to see does this guy just want to clean a car to make a little extra money or does he actually want to be like look you're at an opportunity to change this customer's perspective of us this client just moved from a whole nother state part of the car was covered in moss and mold because it rains a lot in washington so that so was you the didn't have an anxiety about him performing the work which is interesting you had the anxiety about what did we miss on not doing the upsell yeah well but it was it was it was right. not necessarily the upsell it was the fact that i made it very very clear hey this client is already going to be nitpicky on every level so it is your choice to either do it right the first time or if we have to come back and do anything guess what yeah. you're not getting paid do it right the first time it's how i was trained is do it right the first time can, can i suggest you something and 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 this is what something that i have learned and and i teach a lot i i, I mean i honestly do teach a lot is we all as a business we have to have a script if we have a script if we learn it as a Bible and we have whoever works with us learned it as a Bible, say, for example, you go, say your script is a, it's a 10 steps. 
and you already and you finished at five, but you have to go. You have to have your detailer finish on, on number six, and you just tell him, "I just left out on number six. And he knows exactly where you are and what page you are. The, everything will go as good as if it was you finishing it up because you guys are in the same program, in the same questions. Now, I don't know about you guys, but we guarantee our work, 100% satisfaction guarantee, or you don't pay. And the reason why we say that is because we investigate before, like say, for example, like interior detail. Uh, interior detail, when they ask us, how much is interior detail? Interior detail starts at $125. Now there is an additional charge if your vehicle has a, a lot more work than normally. Say, for example, if it's got like dog hair, dog waste, human waste, or just a lot more states. Would you like to set up an appointment? I say this script, I know it by heart, and my, my guys knows it by heart. So when they come in, we do inspect the vehicle, and we say, okay, hey, um, this thing might not come out. It might come out, you know, 70%. I'm not quite sure. Oh, I was really worried about that one. Well, you know, it might, it might not. I don't know until we start working on it. And so if I might ask, are you talking about a script for... Uh, the call and talking to the customer. I'm, I'm no, no. sure your answer is both. Are you talking about the work itself as you everything. go through? Everything should be script and, and routine. Because I have scripts it's, not for the calls yet. That's why no, no, I'll no, let no, you no. speak. I just mean that like it's more I, for I, the I think work. he's right. It's he's for perfect. everything. It's for everything. Yeah. My Standardization. My, my, my script works for when they walk in or if they call. Say, for example, they walk in. How much is your interior detail? Well, interior detail is, is a start, it starts at $125. There is an additional charge if the vehicle has a lot more work. Say, for example, if it's got like dog hair, dog waste. Dog know, hair. So everything is the same if they come in, if they're on the phone or whatever. Everybody we all know is the same thing. So say, for example, they call me. They come into the shop. I'm not in the shop. My guy goes into the shop. He starts inspecting the vehicles. He says, okay, here, I have, I have an appointment for this vehicle. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, we can inspect it. What do you mean you can inspect it? Well, when, when we called you, when you called, we told you we we're going to inspect it to make sure there was there was no additional work and this and that. If it was, you know, we we're going to point it out. So by him saying the same things that we all know, and if that lady said, well, wait a minute, somebody in the phone told me it was going to be $125, not, not more. No, we did tell you that it starts at $125. And there might be additional charge if the vehicle has boom, 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 boom. So what I'm saying is that if you learn a script and you stick with a script, it might take you a week to learn it. And you might feel that you're, you're sounding fake. But when you're talking to the person and you practice and practice and practice, and when you're talking to the person, it's not going to sound like a script to them. It's going to sound like a conversation to them. But the biggest thing is, at the same time, what, what John, I, I think where John was taking it for the anxiety, I think we have to also remember that I'm guessing all the ones that we're here, we own the business. Nobody's going to care as much as we care, period. Oh, never. It's our, no. It's our baby. It's our baby. So we feel even worse when we have to give the reins to someone else because you're like second guessing everything he does because you're like, oh. Uh, but see, here, here's uh, the thing. Is, you have is, to hold it and don't say anything until he's done. And then you see, okay, no, you got it. Yeah, you yeah. might have not done it but how I thing? would do it. But, 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 the guy from Phoenix, but the guy from Phoenix said something that it was very important and something that I, that I always did too. 
when 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 I talk to my when, when my workers say, okay, look, man, once you learn all this stuff, not, once I can let you go and do your thing by yourself, you gotta understand one thing: we guarantee our work. It's hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, or we don't get paid. So that means if the customer doesn't pay because he didn't do your work right, guess what, buddy? Nobody's getting paid. Nobody's getting paid. Nobody get paid. So that's. But if you upsell something, say for example, um, you know, with with this. With this car, we can give you a toothbrush, and it's an additional twenty dollars if if we just do it. Uh, and if we can put the soap, uh, it'll be another fifty dollars. Would you want me to do this on your leather? Yes, sure. Okay. So if they upsell, I told my guys, anything that you upsell is fifty percent commission. Right. Yeah. Fifty percent commission on anything you upsell. I, I would say right there's probably one of the biggest reasons that a lot of detailers don't do a lot of upsells. Yeah, they it's more, it's more work for them. They want to keep too much of it for themselves, the lion's share, right? And yeah. not enough reward for the people that are doing the, the well, stuff that, well, that you got you know. to take care yeah. of your pride. Yeah, let's be honest. If you were that, if you were, if say, for example, let's be honest, let's not think as a boss, let's think as a worker. If you, if you say, for example, I work for you and you're making all this commission, and, and if I do, like $300 of upsells, I'm still going to be paying per hour, right? And you're going to be making the money. So as a worker, why, why, do I, work? why do I need to work more Yeah, when I'm not making any money mm -hmm. just to make you money? But as an employee, I know that. So I was like, you know what, man? The more you work, the more money you make me, but the more money you will make. If you make upsell, it's 50%, whatever... Uh, whatever profit is on upsells. So say, for example, it's $100 profit. Guess what? You just make $50 more when you try to upsell that customer. Yeah. But you got to be a husband. You got to be a seller. And that's, and that's, the, that's, and that's, that's the biggest key is that, that I, in my business, I do understand and I accept. And the thing is, I tell people, I'm like, oh, no, I understand you are not the owner. I do understand that you should not care as much as me because it's my baby in this net. But I was also taught by my grandfather in the business that you don't work for me. You work with, with, me. with me because I want you yeah. to be a part of what we do. I don't want you to cash a paycheck. I want you to go, you know something? I feel great because I just talked to that client. And I just claimed change that client's thought process because I always say the same thing. Hey, it starts this, but we will assess prior to starting any work. So there are no surprises and there's no BS. So by the time we start, turn our, our vacuum on the very first time, they know what they're getting changed, charged. And if they decide to come back and say, hey, you know, hey, can we do this? And be like, yeah, it'll be this. But we put them in what is the control environment. So basically we say this is what the price is. And then they come back, you know, oh, I thought about that after we talked to them. They're like, well, how much would that be? Oh, okay. It would be this much. So we give them the control because that's what they need. They, they need to be one, they don't know what they need. And sometimes you just have to put them in the, the, the alignment of the control. So it's basically just saying, I already told you all the options we do. Like I have a guy that came up today, particularly drove up Corvette. He says, what do you normally charge? I said, well, it totally depends. If you're looking for interior, we've got interior, we've got exterior only, we've got package details, or we've got a maintenance type service that can keep your vehicle looking beautiful throughout the year versus just one time a year. It depends on what your option is. Oh, great, man, I didn't realize you had so many options. And so we would say, hey, 
check it out, but give me a call directly if you have any questions whatsoever. So then I made that connection saying, if you have any questions, there's no bot, there's no robot saying, oh yeah, it's this. No, reach out because, and I always tell every client and every rapport that I deal with, it is guaranteed that we take care of you. I'm not selling you on the services. I'm selling you on the fact that I, Ride and Shine, regardless of who's got that name tag on, they better, one, you better know who they are. And two, we're here to take care of you. So if it's not right, give us a chance to make it right. That's all we ask. And every single client has always said, hey, you missed this. Be like, cool, we're human. Let's do it. But you got to be willing to give the opportunity. And like the client, the, like the guy that worked with me today, what really kind of baffled me more is that he is a salesperson by nature because for the past 10, 12 years, he could sell you from an eight ounce steak to a 15 ounce steak in a heartbeat. And I'm like, dude, this should be second nature for you. You know what we do, you know everything about it. And when you do this, that's a percentage that's gonna go up for you. Cause I do the same thing. I put it in a bank and say, look, you made me money, but I don't pay you to just come to work, I pay you to want to come early to go, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. I want you to be able to want that hustle. And when you come to me and say, yeah, I don't wanna do my crappy job anymore, then be like, okay, cool. Then I want you to do this, 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 and I want him to want to do it. And so it was definitely a challenge today because it was just a little bit different because he wants it. But here's the thing that kind of really threw me for a loop. And this was on a personal and a professional side. So. I've worked with him a couple different times where he wants to meet at the job site sometimes, which I'm like, cool, whatever. Whatever the case is, I'm not paying you to drive because you can drive to me every single morning and I'll drive you wherever the hell we're going because I have another seat in my service van. If you want to choose to drive there, I'm not paying you separate. I'm not paying you bonus because you wasted your money. And then I finally figured it out that every once in a while it's because he's got a timeline that he doesn't say and he's got to take his fiance to work. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. I'm like, so he would leave jobs, be like, oh, we got to hustle up, hustle up. I got to get this job done. I'm like, why, what, what's the rush? We've got <laughs> minute. And he would be like, oh, I got to get my, my girlfriend to work. And I'm like, how old is she? Well, she's 20. So, does she have a license? Yeah. Does she have a car? Well, no. I'm like, have her drop you off in the morning, take your own damn car, and I'll drop you off at her place. You can pick your car up. So it's it's all based on priorities. And so I'm trying to basically figure out the problem. If he wants to detail to make extra money. It's one thing, but if he's got a passion and wants to do it, I will feed his passion. But he's right, got I'll to check in with Ronald. <clears throat> Ronald, as the operations that you guys run, how how do y'all handle that stuff? Yeah. So. Uh... I think, it, yeah, it all depends. So generally, we got we have our van, right? Uh, I do have one guy who's pretty much my full-time guy, right? And he, uh, what he does is he's pretty much in control of the van, right? Make sure everything is, is in there. And for the appointments, he has access to, uh, he's got access to, we, we square, so he can see the appointments. We got a CRM. He can pull it up on the iPad that's in the van, see where the address is going. He takes the van. He's starting to get paid once uh, he's in the van. Once he's in the van and driving, he's getting paid. So generally, he's leaving uh, 
within the within an hour or so. So he's get he gets here on time. As far as having to pick anybody else up, um, <laughs> it has happened, but that's all coordinated. Um, some people who I've hired have had their own vehicles, excuse me, and um, they may meet us um, at the job. I mean, you can't have too many. You have, you know, one company car. You can probably have one other car, somebody arriving, you know. Um, but in that case, if someone's getting there, it's up to you. I, I decide, like, is it someone who really doesn't work that much? And you can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay him on the drive. Or you might say, no, I'll pay him when he starts. Um, you got to make it worth it for people. At the end of the day, detailing is not easy, you know. Um, but for me, yeah, I that's how... Uh, do you kind use of Square Payroll by chance? No, I use ADP for payroll. Oh, okay. I was just curious if anyone uses. Well, I, I don't need to distract from the conversation. I was just curious. You, said, no, you no, mentioned no, Square, no, and I. But Adam, I was going to ask you, how do you guys handle? Do you guys mess around with mobile? At, I think you said right. Well, I, I used to. Uh, yeah, yes, used to. not anymore. I'm trying to focus on on the shop based stuff. But mobile, it was just me and another guy, and we would always meet up beforehand. Um, and I pay him hourly, but it was kind of, you know, you, you get yeah. to my place, we'll load up the van together and we'll, we'll get out and do it and, and kind of come back. And he was pretty good about that. And we never, I don't think he once had to meet me at a job. So that was okay. I just mean for like, I'm, I'm starting to work on more team, but we have yet to set up a proper, um, we always did it by the books, but I've like a tax accountant for that. And now it's getting to be to the point where I really need a payroll system more than just paper, you know, sending paper notes off to a tax accountant to help sort things out has become, uh, more, uh, more costly than it would be to just use a and that counter, payroll system. <laughs> accounter, man, and the counter, you know, it's going to be a tax right off at the end of the year. So there you go, man. It's a weird way to do it. It was, it is. Yeah, certainly. But there's the day when I, I didn't want to use the accounters, but because I was like, oh, that's going to be too much money at the end of the year. I was like, holy crap, what the hell was I doing before? I should have just had this and pay him for the responsibility. Yeah. I was going to as a tax right off anyways. I've done a lot of contracting in my past with the, with the software stuff. So it was some of that was second nature and, and, and that, but I've not hired hourly staff before. So that's yeah. where like, well, I mean, for, for the last three years or so, we've had a one, two, three people, but it's always been um, like notes written down and you send it out to the accountant and say, all right, well, I got to pay these people and here's how that's going to work. Okay, well, we'll set them up as, because we kind of did it as a contractor, almost like Uber, you know? So you uh -huh. said, all right, well, we got two jobs these days. Who wants the job? And then whoever kind of raises their hand and then they get that day. And as long as you show up, you get the money. Um, so that there was always the 1090... And the MISC, I think, yeah. 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 something like that. Um, but I always had somebody else uh, there to fill it out. Now Square is taking care of most of that because I have one guy that I'm converting to hourly, and then another on um, uh, whatever it is, 1090 MISC, I think. But I, I digress. Um, but Square has been taking care of a lot of that. I just haven't done the uh, the reason I bring it up is I have this little ah, man, my thing's getting Square's got this new the little, little device. The little yeah. reader, yeah. Yeah, with it's like what's this even called? It's not the whole register, but it's got like a receipt printer yeah. in it and everything yeah. else. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's, but it's I'm pretty, pretty yeah, sure I have people clock in on it. So when yes, I get to yeah. the shop, nice. I, yeah, that's what I'm I haven't had any experience with that yet. And I'd love to start doing that because 
then, you know, if they want to show up, if we have work to do and they show up a little early, uh, clock in, start doing the work as long as you can show that you've done work. That's all um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. As far as clocking in, uh, what I'm using is Google Sheets. So it's, it, it's, um, it's on the iPad. Whoever um, is on that day, you know, you, you can do it right there. You just put time in, time out. It calculates it on its own. And we just oh, sure, take sure. that and uh, we put those hours into ADP instead of having ADP set up a system. You just got to find what works. If you see some things you don't need, you know, um, there's a lot of information. Um, you just kind of got to do your research and play around with things. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about tips, guys? Do you guys do you guys receive a lot of tips? Do you do you do you, how do you go about that? Because we receive tips on almost every job. I'm not ranges. mobile, but <laughs> mobile, I turned the you, tip screen off. It started to get so annoying. I think. How I how I Ooh, do it? No, I keep. I, it. I, I've, I've done it a couple different ways, but I think I think what really kind of turned out really really phenomenal was, you know. Showing these guys, look, you know, you guys, like I had three guys where they all did kind of different things. Like one was good at this, one was good at this. And I said, okay, you guys should kill shit out there doing this. So I'm going to put this third guy here. And so I said, okay, you guys got a week. And at that end of the week, what comes in is a percentage. And then I go on what you guys, on the jobs that you guys make, what I would do is I would turn around and say, okay, here's the percentage. It gets split. What they didn't know until the very first time I did is I said, guess what? Then I matched it by 10% because you guys busted your butt and worked. I was more proud of the fact that they worked together as a team and realized that, oh, if I work more, we can get more. I like that idea. And sometimes wow. clients don't don't tip, and that's all there's to it. And sometimes they tip very well. Um, the, but when we like, don't get tips – I still try to take care of my guys and say, you know something, you busted your butt. I watched you bust your butt. And because I, the rule of thumb is, is that my wife even told me, you know, Hey, if you walk away from a job and you expected a tip, you should have been charging more. And, and I, and uh, that's not, it's not an easy thing to swallow sometimes, but it is one of those things that I have come to the, the fact of going, okay, I may not have got a tip, but my guy deserves the recognition because he busted his butt. And I watched, you know, there's times where I feel defeated going, man, I should have got something, five bucks, finger something. I should have got something out of this. And I didn't, but I'm like, oh, my guy shouldn't feel like that. So I try to reward all of my guys with percentage. I don't know who mentioned it before now, but someone mentioned the commission thing on upsell. And I, if I could find a clean way to integrate those two ideas. That's actually a really good idea. I like that. And and yeah. one thing I, that, I, that I suggest is that on the on when they give you tips and it's it's fair to share with the guys that actually do the work which is good the downside and i have as experience the downside is that if they know how much they made and if they give them, if you give them to them right there and there because i don't know about you guys but sometimes you know we get like a hundred dollars tip and those hundred dollars you know you give it to them and the next day he's not going to be working as hard nope yeah. so so yeah. here's the thing Never tell them exactly how much they pay on, on tips, but always be fair with them. So at the end of the week, just like he said, he did he said something important. The guy from Phoenix, what's your name? John. 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 Juan John. So we're the same name. Juan. Yeah. yeah. Juan from Phoenix, you know, says something very important. Give, the, give them the tips at least once a week or when they get payroll. So that way, you know, for the whole week, they're going to be working. They're going to hustle, 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 yeah. Because it's not. They're not. Think about it. 
I mean, when you're working for somebody for for hourly, and and all you think about it, you don't you you not some guy already said, uh, as a business, we do care about their business. They don't because they work, and that's true. So if they if they see a lot of money, they don't see the need of working hard anymore. So yeah. if you work hard, guess what? You just keep the tips. Fuck them. And, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I mentioned earlier that I didn't, or I was shaking my head, I don't take tips, is that I'm not gonna most be, of our. I'm not going to lie to you guys and say, oh, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm just still going to give them the tip. Dude, if, I don't, if I don't think they deserve the tip, bullshit. Yeah. They my business. They didn't tip them. But I'm going to be fair with them. If they're working their ass off, yes. Here's, here, hey, guess what? This is what, what we collected a week from tips. Boom. Extra. And then they're gonna be working hard again, but that's that's I think that's one of the key. Now, one guy actually, I I don't know in in social media, I I heard this guy say something very very important on a conversation on a phone call, and from that day on, I actually in, integrated it when when I do a sell on the phone. This guy said, "Well, what do you do when the customer tells you when he calls you and say, hey, how much do you charge you? You give him your price and say, hey." The guy next door charged me, you charge him 150. And the guy said, the next the guy next door charged me $80. What do you do? A lot of the detailers they say, well, fuck you, just go over there. It's cheaper. Well, he's gonna give you a crappy job or whatever. You just what I have done, what I done for that, the exact thing that you said that they're like, well, hey, this guy took uh, charges me a hundred bucks for uh for a full detail. And I'm like, well, I have customers who I charge five hundred dollars, so it goes both ways, brother. I'm no, like, which one? <laughs> but this is this is this is this is very important. What I'm about what I'm about to say because it actually clicked in me as a business guy and as a as a respectful respectful person because we all know we all have these persons they always ask for a cheaper price, and the way we talk to them is the key if we're gonna be detailing their vehicle no matter what price is not a factor right there so when a customer said hey that guy charged me eighty dollars well okay I, I i told him so if i charge you eighty dollars who would you pick and i keep my mouth shut and he's like oh uh obviously you okay why so I ask them questions. It's a it's a psychology question that you ask them. Now you make <laughs> you make them think You're why they think. Oh, because my friend told me that you were good. I seen your reviews on Google or on Facebook. I seen that you travel. I seen this. I seen your work. Blah blah blah. And why else? Why else? Once you have at least five five yeses, five positive, you know, things about your about your business. Then you tell them, okay, Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Phoenix, <laughs> Mr. John. Okay, Mr. John. So you know that your your friend referred you to me because you know we, we have a five-star review, right? And we guarantee our work no matter what. And we've been in business for this long. And you also say because you, you saw our start that we do a lot of a lot of good work, right? Yes. So what makes you think I should charge you $80? And I keep my mouth shut again. And he's like, yeah, you know what? All right, sounds good. Most of the 90% of the time, they're going to come back to you. They're going to say, you know what? You're right. They're going to come to you. And, and trust me, I have, I have, I have done it. I have, I have done the study. I have done the psychological study. And they always 
come to me. The only time they're not going to come to you is because they already know the guy. Well, who do you pick? Him or me? Well, he's my cousin, so I will pick him. Well, whatever you, even if you, you charge him less than him, he's still going to go with you, with him. Why? Because yeah. this is, or, or uh, he owes him money. trying to get a better deal. He owes him money. That's his buddy, you know. It's about the quality or it's about something. But you gotta be. Some people price. just like price shopping. Mm. Yeah, some people. We run into like, that quite a lot. It's yeah. like when I call a bunch of dollars, who gives me the best deal? It is. That's what's gonna do my car. Because there are certain people who don't care. They just want yeah. something done. Yeah, exactly. You know but, what? You know, you know what I care about right now? I really mm. care about the tab out question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to continue the conversation. I want to continue the conversation, but uh, I want to respect other people too. And uh, uh, some people need to go. So we wanted to hop on to the, uh, the tab out question so some people could hop off real quick. Go DJ. Derek, uh, give what us the got? tab out question. All righty guys. So it's been in some troubling times going on right now. And I'm sure you guys are hearing some crazy stuff, but uh, what is the craziest Corona conspiracy you've heard? And that can be who caused it? Why is it going on? What's going on with this vaccine? Any Anything that you've heard? Because I've heard some wild stuff, so I don't know if you guys heard anything crazy, but I've what? one of my give coworkers says it. Yeah. Give us an so, illustration. What do you mean? Oh, so I heard I heard one uh, one of my uh, guy guy at work was telling me that uh, the virus is uh, you know the is is here and then if the when the vaccine comes out if you uh, if you don't take the vaccine they're gonna <laughs> round people up and and put them in, in camps and stuff if they don't if they don't take the vaccine and I was just like what like no no that's that can't be true. Uh, but he was dead set that that's exactly what was going to be happening to the point where he was mad at me for not believing him. So I, I don't know if you guys heard anything crazy, but I've had some wild stuff. Uh, no, I don't know. Not real. Tyler, what about you? You heard anything? No conspiracies. I mean, I don't know what the truth is anyway. So how can I know what a conspiracy is? Who had the coronavirus? I'm going to go over here to Wes. Uh-oh. I mean, nothing. nothing. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, here we go. Here we go. Oh, he's, he, we go. he said, what, well? We I'm telling you, that I've heard. Yeah. All right, Wes. Let's go. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing super crazy. Just the standard, you know. China's doing it. It's China, and then they're trying to take over the world economy. And da, da, da. So, yeah, I mean, like, nothing like super Alex Jones off the wall. Like no. Oh and... God! <laughs> the li- well, it's, it's the it's the lizard people. They're taking over. <laughs> it's some damn birds. They eat drones. The reptilians, <laughs> man. Oh. <laughs> All right, on my screen, I'm going to go down to Alex. I got, I got yes. nothing, man. It's, I haven't really – so I actually deleted Facebook for, for quite a while because <laughs> I just got so tired of hearing all the bullshit. Um, so I haven't really yeah, heard much about, like, anything too crazy. The, the typical, it's Trump's fault and oh, yeah. all this shit. I don't know. 
Oh, Trump MD. I didn't know that was typical. All right, so yeah. what do you mean? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Everybody's blaming Trump for the vaccine. Like, I mean, the, not the vaccine, but for COVID taking off the way COVID. it has. And and other people are saying it was created to get him out of office. And... Yeah, I have heard that one, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, huh? I'm not going to get too into the, to the politics because it's not COVID related. But I feel like Trump just heard too many people oh, feel Oh, your temperature. Down. <laughs> I've been mixing up vaccines in the bathtub with Melania. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. All right, let's go here to Adam. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know how to phrase it properly, but I've heard if you string them all together, it's something about how. Um, I knew you were going to have a good one. As the Chinese were working on 5G technology, somehow they created something in in one of the viruses, and then that caused this outbreak. And then heard that uh, too. And then they like tried to mitigate that and capture it, and then they tuned that uh, like the genetic makeup of that vaccine, or not vaccine, sorry, of of the coronavirus, in order to attack certain genes so they could thin the world population. And then, of course, on the other side. Of the, of the world specific. order, if you will. Somebody's taking the, the well, what is it anyway? Gay frogs? Yeah, it's some, if you combine all this <laughs> stuff up, it was, it was something gay like... Uh, oh, gay frog, what? No, no, Marty, yeah, I, I'll send you a video. No, I'll send you a video Alex Jones talking about. The video. What is it? No, you got to watch the video about gay, about gay frogs. It's, it's a good you one. Alex, Alex, Jones, yeah. Alex Jones, man. Yeah, there's, He's been there's, on... You can, you can string a lot of this, uh, you know, yeah. go look up like New World Order, whatever else. Yeah. Virus stuff. And He's been on. It gets Hillary crazy, did it. man. He's been yeah. on Joe Rogan a few a few times talking about that <laughs> stuff. And it's just been like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, sir, are you okay? Like. <laughs> so to, to finish that one off, it, it was something about, and I can't phrase it correctly, but it was something about how uh, the Chinese are trying to thin the world population. And then the people that are uh, manufacturing the vaccine are using that as a means to, to gain more like political power and more uh, whatever. So it's this like war of, of well, countries, I suppose, war of worlds in a sense. That's the, the biggest overarching conspiracy theory that I've been able to. Mm, so there's, with, I guess it's so there's two weird. things I've said for a long, well, one thing I've said for a long time is that mm. the population does, like we need to thin the herd a little bit. Like I have modern, medicine, sa- modern medicine saved my mother's life. So I appreciate it. At the same time, we're the only species on this planet that the people that shouldn't necessarily thrive here are still here. Are still here. <laughs> you know, like mon- monkeys, monkeys, they like, constantly have to travel like across the jungle and, and, and find food and they fight for food. And if they, they don't win, they starve to death and, and the, the strong survive. Um, fucking let COVID take its fucking course. Like, I'm tired Please. of shit, honestly. There's a really good Bill Burr bit, uh, stand-up bit on that. Yeah, swine flu. That's the reason there's no traffic on the Serengeti. Yep. <laughs> so if I get my leg cut up real bad on a, on a trek or something, and I won't 
I won't want to be traveling with you, Alex, I suppose. <laughs> you'll, just leave, you'll just leave me there. Well, we'll thin the herd. It'll be okay. I'll well, just cut his leg off. He'll be good. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? It's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Bill Burr said, oh, fuck him. <laughs> Yo, Bill Burr, he's a wild man. That's okay. awesome. All right, let's That's go down here to Martin. I think the one I heard is same as Adam that actually that uh, all the countries, the powerhouse, they all knew what was up and they wanted in the herd and they all knew. China, America, yeah. all the powerhouses, they all knew what, what was up and they just let it free. Because they took out the old people basically yeah. right at the gate. So, yeah. like, so that's what I heard as well. Very close to what Adam said. But now, full disclosure, this is not what I believe. No, no, no. Another guy said that. I'm just relaying the information. It's recorded, dude. We all heard it. It's the, it's the, it's the damn Alex, man. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to go over to John. Uh, I, I don't know about conspiracy, but, you know, usually when people, you know, will start talking about it, the first thing I'll always say, because I'm a smart ass, is I say, no matter what, don't be smoking a cigar in your toilet paper house, because <laughs> everybody's hoarding that shit. We know who you are, and it just, it doesn't matter. It just, I tell people that if you're hoarding it, they're doing you're going to be the first one to burn. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed out again. So I went to Sam's this afternoon because, you know, we just needed some stuff for the, the warehouse. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. get some snacks, some drinks. Same, today. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I go over there today and I'm going, oh, you know what? It's Come about on. time. I should probably get some toilet paper. I think there's probably going to be one of those things. So I go over there and I go, motherfucker. Like yeah. in the middle of Sam's. Motherfucker. Yeah. Like the whole thing was cleared out. I was like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> Right. Everybody heard you and they're like, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like ladies were looking at me. This old lady was like, hey, yeah, whatever. Y'all took all the toilet paper. I got the same call from my wife. She she went to get like basic food. We do a lot of our own cooking. So she went to get basic food supplies or whatever from Cub just for the week's cooking. And, and like, I got that same call. She calls me and says, yeah, God dang it. And like, whatever else, like, I yeah. can't find this, that, and the other thing. Like, you know, what? <laughs> the same time yeah, frame. So I mean that that's that's all I say is they basically just don't fall asleep with the, the cigarette in your toilet paper house because you're gonna burn. I mean Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's what's gonna thin the herd is is when people don't need the essential stuff, that's what's gonna do it. Is is well, while they're I trying to my, I bought myself a toilet that, that flushes my asshole. Yeah, but day, yeah, he don't need toilet paper. He's like, I'm good. I'm good, guys. Recorded phone call. Yeah, <laughs> I got. <so> <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm going over to Nick. Nick, any uh, cool conspiracy theories that you've heard? Uh, birds aren't real. Um, <laughs> wait, oh, we all knew that. Oh, yeah, that's another. Good we one. all we all knew that, man. Five G technology connecting the birds together. And they're like yes, basically sir. government drones, and then they charge when they sit on the power lines. That's another really they, funny one. They charge. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard yeah. that. No, he's serious. No, I've heard that one too. And they land on the power lines. That's, that's, that's when they get that's more juice. Ago. I forgot. Yeah, that's, that one. I heard that shit too. 
Oh, yeah, they're drones. They recharge on the power lines. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's some wild shit, man. Some wild shit. Marty, don't anyway, Google it. Nick, that's, don't yeah, Google but it. that's why 5G technology was invented. Because there's more and more government drones. They have to all communicate. Of course. 5G. Kills the birds. Makes sense. To stop, to it, stop it was, all the like drones. 1984. <laughs> I, I keep reading in, in like 1984 that like they, they released an operation where just like they decided to just kill all the birds and replace them all. But in 1984. Now, like, and, and now, like in Nick, in, uh, in Central Park, hurts. you can find some uh, in, in some uh, you can find some old models of of the original drones. So, yeah, I never heard the full replacement part of that. That's that's funny. Diggy oh, going for ten. You might be able to find something. <laughs> oh no! Oh that's no! Dangerous. All right, who'd we who'd we miss? Well, you we miss anybody? <laughs> If right we now. did, they're not going to speak up at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, we got Tyler. <laughs> no, Tyler went, yeah. I don't have much anything to add. Hey, so you, you guys were uh, mentioning things being toilet paper and no Excedrin. I went to the to I went to go pick up some Excedrin. My fiance had a headache and it was like nothing. I went to like CVS, Walgreens. I hit up like three of them. I'm like, what the hell? People yeah. were like, Coke. Yeah, guys, guys, guys are buying that too? shit up because when they're quarantined with their wives, they know they're gonna get a fucking. Donation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bingo! Can I have this? Let me ask this question: Who in here had had Kobe already? Uh so I, I just I just uh, quarantined for fourteen days because uh, a person that's staying with me tested positive for it. You uh, tested. A- I, I did it. I didn't test because they they told me I had to quarantine either way, um, mm. like which I didn't, I didn't get. Like when their isolation was up, I was like, okay, if I if I go and I get tested two days after the isolation is up and I test negative, I don't have to quarantine, right? And they said, no, you still do. So I'm like, how the fuck does she go back to work around people? And it's fine, but I would still have to quarantine. You have to quarantine. They told me you have to quarantine five days uh, after the person that got. Uh, tested positive because like say for tested example positive I, yeah. I tested my family all my family you know they were still on their way but uh, my wife couldn't go anywhere so she had a quarantine five days after i was able to go out just to make sure she didn't get the symptoms because sometimes the symptoms could be supposedly uh once i'm good then yeah. she gets sick so you have to she has to she had to wait for five days so yeah, man. Yeah, that, see, so she great. her she had she was isolated for 10 days from when her symptoms started. Yep, so, 10 days. Yeah, so my my quarantine they told me had to start when her isolation was up, and then I had to do it for, for two weeks for 14 no, days. It should have been and, on and it didn't five. matter if I tested negative or positive. It should so have I'm been like if, your... if I if I test three days <laughs> after her isolation is up, so we know she doesn't have it anymore. We know it's dead on any surface it's been on. So, Why so would I still have to quarantine? So your your wife had the COVID, right? What yeah. was her? I mean, what was her symptoms? So she so she first um, somebody she worked with tested positive, and the day after she found out, um, she ended up having a sinus infection too. So that's why she like went and got tested right away. Um, but she lost her sense of smell, her sense of taste, which I guess are two like 
like yep. good signs that, that you have. Yeah. Um, like she had like, like uh, almost like a head cold symptoms. I, I had a cold, kind of like a cold. I didn't lose the sense of taste. Yeah. Uh, I did lose the sense of smell. Yeah. Uh, I, I just felt like it was a flu. That was it. I yeah, mean, I, like I, I had my, my throat was a little weird, but like with the with the climate change and everything like that, like going into winter, like it could have been that. I, I don't know. I probably, I probably things. had it, but I, I think it was a conspiracy, man, because I think uh, here's my conspiracy. I think, you know, doctors make money if they say that you have COVID. Yeah. So you know, as, as, as a 45 year old person, you know, they're like, OK, it's more likely to have COVID. So, yeah, you're COVID. So, so what am I going to do? Just stay in your room and stay in your house and don't go out. Yeah. Yeah. Do I Re reschedule, reschedule two weeks worth of clients? No big deal. Yeah, no, no. But yeah. I was like, like, granted, don't, don't, don't take me, the, don't take it the wrong way. Like I, I take precautions to make sure my clients are safe and I'm not spreading shit. If they're, if they're sick, I want them to cancel. We'll reschedule. Yeah. Um, no, it's but true. at the same time, like it's ridiculous, man. No, I, I got sick. At a dealership, going, to, I went to buy a vehicle for my daughter, and I went to this dealership. And I, after, when I walked out of the dealership, I felt sick. But I knew, you know, like when you get a flu and you like the same day, you feel like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom! It just happened. I was like, fucking dealership. I knew I should have yeah. worn my mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them but shady nobody sales guys. Huh? <laughs> them <Fucking> shady sales. <laughs> yeah. Shaking hands with everybody. <laughs> now that it's getting cooler, people are going to start That's getting exactly just legitimate regular colds and yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and regular flu too. That's not going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, it, it was just like regular flu, man. And that's exactly what my wife said. What you just said, it, it's because you shake people's hands. You shouldn't be shaking people's hands. Like, well, fuck, it's just a habit. You guys take yeah. vitamin C. Yep. Yep. Nah. Yeah, take a thousand milligrams vitamin C. I have a, a nurse. But Vitamin weed, what? Vitamin C chronic. <laughs> but uh, but I have a cousin who's a nurse, and she said pretty much if you stay on a thousand milligrams vitamin C, it, it knocks most everything out of your body. So yeah, you can look, but I wonder, this, right? Wonder how much is in these things. I I don't really take the vitamins, but I'll eat all kinds of these little. Uh, what are these? Clementine? Clementine. Clementine. I don't know. They're orange and they taste good. Yeah. <laughs> Any more Dude, PPP money did coming? I take, did they recommend me to take? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying, man. Wait, where's the one, check? One, one <laughs> a day, but it's 500. So you said 1,000. So maybe take two of them a day then. Correct. Yeah, fuck it. Oh. There you go. Just stay on top of your health, man. I mean, more than anything else, it's it's water. I don't stop smoking anymore. On top of your health. <laughs> sucks, man. It sucks. You uh, know, it was a boring thing. You know, just being up in my room, watch Netflix, scratch my balls. I mean, my eat a lot. I ate a lot. I gained five pounds. And drink tequila, right? Oh, dude. Seriously. <laughs> That's, yeah. what I ha That's what I was just yeah. having. Casa amigos. Right. <laughs> I just had the Casa Amigos. Yeah. You know, the only thing that I, that I, that I think, you know, that this uh, 
coronavirus, you know, crap did for me is that I had to cancel um, one, two, three, five, five different um, trips to different countries for trainings just because we couldn't go to a lot of these countries. Like one of them was Peru. We couldn't, we can't go to Peru. Peru we actually got really, really freaking So what's your training? What, who are, like, what is it? Uh, we train people in Latin America and here in the United States, but in Spanish. We teach people how to detail. We teach them everything from how to, how to run the business to the whole thing. We that's teach cool, right? Is that yeah. a nueva generación? No, that's uh, Detail Warriors. Detail Warriors. Yeah. We've been, I've been doing it for about uh, four years now. And the, when we do these events, they're actually free. We don't, we don't charge any money. I don't actually make any money. Um, they, there that. is a fee. People, people pay, but the, the pay is to pay for the plane tickets and the hotel. But we don't, we don't make a dime to, to go train for them. Uh, most of the sponsors like Buffy Shine, uh, Lake Country, or um you know buff ride uh g technique i mean the rack company detail guards they sponsored you know this event so they all this all the products that they give us we actually donated to the people that actually take the training classes why because i i feel like if they don't if we don't give it to them it's like any other training class that you go to you go and they, they teach about pns or something and then they, you leave and you never buy PNS. So you're like, ah, yeah, I tried it. I tried it at the training. But when you give, when they give them all the products, they keep using it, keep using it. And the key there, the logic, you know, thing there is that once they keep using it, once they don't have it, they're like, oh, I really did like it. So I need to order that product now. Yeah. So more, it, it, that's, that's one of the reasons why we, we donate everything that they give us. But yeah, I've been doing it for four years and we have done, 16 trainings in in about seven different countries. Yeah. Alex, tell us about your business up there. Uh, so I, I've, I've been detailing for about five years. Um, it started off like, like most people after work weekends. Um, I had a, a really, really good salary job. I was comfortable where I was at, but I got tired of making everybody else the money, um, working my ass off to, to get everybody else rich. So, Amen. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, le I left there a couple of years ago. I got a job with um, an auto transport and a towing company. Uh, I did repossessions and stuff like that because it allowed me to basically work as much as I wanted or as little as I wanted. So as I filled in clients, right, I do you, have there, skinny, so you got some cool stories about some repos. Uh, yeah, so the, the yeah. first, the, <laughs> so the first, it wasn't, it wasn't even a repo, it was a private property. So like if there's, if one of the properties I had was an auto zone in the hood and, uh, it was my first, my first private property. So I, I just got the contract with that parking lot, like earlier that day. And it's like in the fucking ghetto, like bad area. Um, and my wife was with me and oh, okay. I was, I was like creeping through the neighborhood and I saw there was three cars in the parking lot. Um, there was like a couple little, like, um, like there was a, a small vinyl wrap shop. There was a, like a sound shop that does like car audio and stuff across the street and they park in the AutoZone parking lot. And like the, when they finish their customers' cars, they'll leave their customers' cars in the AutoZone parking lot. Um, so there's three cars. 
So I called up a kid that was working the same shift as me with a flatbed. So he can take two cars. So I told him, I was like, listen, we met up at a McDonald's up the street. I was like, listen, like you grab, you grab this one. As soon as you're hooked to it, I'm going to come in. I'm going to grab a second one. I'm drop it down the road for you. So you can hook them up like away from everything. And then I'll go back to the third one. So he pulls in ahead of me. I, I have all my lights out, like the truck's blacked out and I'm creeping down the street, no headlights or anything. And he pulls in the parking lot and he sits there with his, with all his lights on and he just fucking sits there. And it seemed like forever. It was probably 20 seconds. And all of a sudden I see three dudes, like their heads pop up from behind a car that was in one of the garage, like at one of the garages. So I flew in, there was um, a couple like beater cars. And then there was a one that really nice Honda Accord had wheels and everything on it, like tinted down. So I'm like, that's the, that's the one fucking car that they don't want to, like, that's the one that they're going to come and pay me right away for. So I, I, I back up to hook that one up. And uh, as I'm hooking it, the fucking dude jumps into it. And I start to lift it off the ground and he fucking puts it in reverse and floors it. So the, pr the problem is the dickhead was backed into the fucking parking spot against the building. So he backs straight into the fucking cinder block building, destroyed his fucking car. So, oh, <laughs> so I, I look, I like, I'm like, holy shit. I, all I see in my mirror besides him is the fucking taillights of the flatbed taken off down the street. I'm like, what the fuck? I look up and there's eight dudes that came out of the fucking garage, like trying to open my door. And I was like, fuck. So he put, he, after he hit the building, he like pulled out and, and like to the side of me at an angle. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not a quitter. So I pulled out of the fucking parking lot. Like I was afraid and running too. And I just, I whipped it down to the next entrance, floored it in reverse, hooked the guy's car and fucking took off. <laughs> got, his, got his fucking car. And then I went back and I got, I was able to get a second one the same night, but, oh, dude, it was, it was a fucking good time, <laughs> Holy man. Shit. Yeah, it was nuts. I thought I was going to die for, for a second, but the adrenaline was going. Like, my wife was like, holy shit, you're a fucking savage. <laughs> she thinks to total there was 12 to 15 people that ended up coming out, like, of the building. So let me guess, if you didn't have a carry permit before, you do now? Uh, so so rhode island um it's easy to get a carry permit the thing is like if you have to use it chances are you're gonna fucking go to jail too so i i'd rather avoid i mean my life is obviously the most important but not now he detail cars so yeah. uh, now i just focus on this i'd one. never have one to use it it's just a question yeah yeah yeah, yeah no no uh my my wife actually did the she, she's had it well, what a vehicle Oh, here. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> yes. so, so you were you were doing that, and what what made you get into detailing? Yeah. So well, so I, I'd been I'd been detailing part time for for years. Um, just something I I really enjoyed doing. I loved doing. Um, and like the salary job was cool, but I I made really good money. I had a company truck I could use for personal use. Like so, I didn't worry about fuel, insurance, anything like that. I just, I got tired of, so I was, I was making 75,000 a year plus the truck and it was good money. And, and at first I was like, yeah, this is amazing. This, this is fucking awesome. And then I realized like, yeah, it's $75,000 is a lot of money, but I'm limited to that. There's no chance for me to make more than that. Mm -hmm. So I, I would rather be making the money for myself. Um, even though I knew I was going to take a hit for the first couple of years, um, I'd rather build something for myself, for my family, something that we can be proud of. 
don't know. Oh, cool. so, so how many company. years? What's that? How so long? My, my, my company's been uh, solid, like, full-time for two years. Two years? All right. What's the yeah. name? Uh, Stellar Auto Detail. And and how's it going? What what? How the early go? How the early go go of it? And where are you at now? It's it's going great. Um, I bought a, a 2019 Transit 150 uh, earlier this year. Um, I want to stay mobile. I, I'd like a shop one day because I'd, I'd like to get into doing uh, PPF and tint and wraps and all that. Um, I wrapped my van myself. I I it was. It's not something I would, so a lot, a lot of people I've seen lately in, in the detailing groups are at, are like looking into getting into tinting. Um, my thing is if I have enough time for me to focus on tinting and learning to do it myself and doing it myself, that's time that I, I should have been focused on, de on detailing and, and ceramic coating and booking those jobs. Um, so ultimately if I do open a shop, I would rather hire somebody that knows how to run that part of the business for me. Um, I just don't know if I want to do it here or, I'm actually, we're building a house in Oklahoma. Um, Wait, yeah, what? We're, we're, yeah, we're building a house in Yukon. What? Yeah. Why? Huh? Because Oklahoma is literally becoming one of the, the go-to states. You'll see over the next couple of years the, the interesting climb of, of Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, and, and Yukon is one of the like up-and-coming towns. It's, it's, yeah. it's exploding. Well, I mean, the interesting part is it's it's literally the world's largest and fastest growing medical marijuana industry. No shit. So the amount of people moving here is insane. Yeah. Uh, from Colorado, from Oregon to California to there's, I mean, the the rumors through the 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 rural areas like so uh, Darren from Route 66. Yeah. Uh, he, he comes on quite a bit. Um, you know, he's in a small town called Chandler. You know, these are towns of like 2000 people. Yeah. He's right off the turnpike. You, you go 20 minutes away from him. There's nobody. So, yeah, yeah. So literally the amount of farms that are being put in through the state of Oklahoma, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting place for, uh, to, to, to be living over the next couple of years when Oklahoma has been such a, why in the world would you live in Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You def definitely got to like, if you don't kayak or fucking something like you gotta, dude, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing here. But, but, we have like some know. lakes and uh, you know, okay. some woods and uh... so the, the thing, the thing is uh, people are way nicer out there. Yeah. By, by far. Sure. Um, here, what you get for two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars for a house, it's it's unbelievable what what you can get in Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, wow. right. Um, the the cost of living is is so much le less expensive. Yeah, and, don't and, fuckers come here and mess it up for me now. The market for detailing is it seems like it's very similar to how it is here as far as pricing goes. So. Uh, in regards to what is as far as like pricing goes so like um for a basic detail i i started 160 dollars for for a sedan okay yeah um and it's, it seemed from what i look what i looked into like I, I i looked up a couple detailers in oklahoma just to like see what their pricing is because like the last thing i want to do i don't want to be the asshole that comes in and and i'm fucking cheaper and cutting throats like that's not how i operate 
Um, so I wanted to get an idea of, of Bro, what people are charging out here there. yet. So don't say What's, that. <laughs> 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 <You're> here yet. <laughs> oh shit! It's pretty cutthroat, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cutthroat anyway. Like, yeah, it's it's tough, and it's and it's not even the guys that are fucking like on Facebook Marketplace for forty bucks. They're not the fucking issue. It's the guys that are coming in like a little bit lower. But they don't have any overhead. They don't have. They don't have insurance. They don't have fucking. They don't have taxes to pay, so they can come in 40, 50 bucks lower, and they're still in that window of wow, this guy's cheap. Like we're gonna get shitty work, or wow, this guy's probably pretty decent, and we can save fifty bucks. Yeah, I Do mean, you guys I... find that those customers are actually repeat customers, though the ones that are going to find the undercut work. No, the the, the people that are going to the guy for forty or fifty bucks, they're. No. There. Not that low. I mean, like the guy that, so you charge whatever, and the guy that comes in $20 lower, the yeah. customer that goes to the guy that's $20 lower, are they going to no, keep no, going you, back to it, or is it just somebody that they'll shops? End, they'll end up going with somebody that's better. They always do. I get the, like, if, if, in my opinion, if you don't have sticker shock of your own price, you're probably charging too low. Um, all my, all my clients have had sticker shock when they, when they find out, a lot of them haven't um they don't know what to expect when they mm. when they get a price for a detail um so they always have a sticker shock but then when you're when you're done they realize what what they got for the money and they feel like yeah. they got a bargain you know and what i, I like had, it was funny i had to negotiate with the guy that kind of like I, I got pricing uh, we'll call it advice yeah. from the guy that owns the the shop and i own my own business here but i don't own the shop location i sublease yeah. in, in a sense so he was like wanting to make sure my pricing was in line with what their customers would expect. And I throw out a price and he just laughs at me. So I throw out another price, uh, like looks around, shakes his head. No, higher. Interesting. I mean, well, that he, well, happened yeah, four well, or five times. My basic detail is like working on European cars. So he's used to everything being, yeah. being like, <laughs> my basic detail is $200. Yeah. He's like, my basic oil change is $200. What yeah. So, <laughs> oh, you, you need an oil plug gas, a drain plug it gas. It takes me 15 minutes. Bucks. Alex, what you'll, find, what you'll find in Oklahoma City is, is a wide variety of, of all the same stuff that you're probably used to. I mean, yeah, yeah. some really great high-end shops. There's some guys that do some amazing work. There's, you know, everybody in between. But for the most part, through we, you know, there's a group called Detailers of Oklahoma. I mean, uh, we we for the most part everybody tries to support each other. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm competition. In, I'm in there. The, the name of, my, of the account that I'm in there and is, is Stella Detail. Um, okay. Yeah, when when I got rid of my personal account because I got tired of all the bullshit, I created that just so I can keep my business page going. Uh, and then I slowly just started using my personal account again. Yeah, I mean you you'll find that everybody's happy and welcoming, but at the same time, they compete hard for for their money just like everybody else yeah for sure for sure and i i respect anybody that does that yeah you have to my phone's tapping out i'll see you guys later have All a good right. night man see you <laughs> so do you out in oklahoma do you guys have a good enough relationship with a lot of like i guess i don't know our metropolitan area here is smallish so do you guys refer work to other detailers if you're too busy or like how is the relationship good or is it it, that, I, I mean, that would vary per detailer you know i mean there's some that do and then some that don't yeah so i'm not in oklahoma but i'm in new jersey and i i do just because i'm 
got too many, my hands are in a lot of things between the apparel and my detailing and my other job. And I have a lot of things going on right now, but if I can't make an appointment and I know someone that wants something done this weekend, Hey, go to this guy or, Hey, I have a metal polishing guy. Hey, I have a tank guy. You know, there's, I can't do everything. One of the things, one of the things my wife says, you know, she hates about me is that I, I, teach people I teach other detailers and how to how to do you know the correction how to do interiors and they spend a lot of times in my shops a lot of a lot of the times and she's like why are you teaching them and it's because I want them to learn so that way if I ever need put myself in the position where a customer one of my customers can't get into the schedule I can refer them to someone that is that, that I know that is going to be able to at least do a good job I know that's your standard yeah I know that guy is not going to take my job, not because he because of him, but because of my customer, because I have a lot of good trust with my customers. My customers always come back to me, but sometimes, you know, they're like, hey, Juan, I really need it this weekend. I don't have any room for you, but I can send you to this guy that I that, that I have teach, and he knows exactly what he's doing. So that's that's why I teach other detailers and, and, and teaching others people the way you do detailing. It, it actually kind of helps uh, in a way where where you're slow, I mean, when you're hot, when you're too much work and you just need to get customers somewhere else, then you feel the confidence that they're gonna do a good job for you. And yeah. quite frankly, just just it's just the best thing to do. Absolutely. Um, I, I have a question on on people for people with employees. Um, what what's your turnaround rate for employees? Like I I I dread the day that I have to worry about hiring somebody and training someone to to do things up to my standard. Um, but it's something that everybody's fucking getting into. Um, and it's, it's easy and it's inexpensive, you know, like they used, I mean, it's still an issue with like landscaping. You buy a lawnmower and a weed whacker, everybody's a landscaper. Um, so how do you, how do you deal with training somebody to do something that they can turn around? They know what chemicals that you use. They know uh, how to do the job. It's like how do you for, keep them Before anybody in answers that question, I want to state that in the software world, it's incredibly important these days, especially to learn how to deal with scale. So if you can imagine Twitter, yeah. or something of that sort, well, uh, you know, all of a sudden some news event happens and everybody's pounding the like button or whatever it is, retweeting. We got to figure out how to spin up more servers here or do this sort of stuff. So like cloud engineering became a huge thing, learning how to scale. So yeah. before you try and figure out how you're going to teach anybody, you have to ask yourself how do you want to scale? How do you see the business growing and, and that sort of thing? That's kind of where I'm at now. And I haven't answered the question fully yet. It's just yeah. a matter of like, do you want to be big and scale? And I'm sure one has uh, something for us here, but I, I, I can tell you one thing that I, that I have learned in the past. Yeah. I have went around with a lot of, a lot of detailers and most of those guys, they already have their business and that's part of the business, man. I mean, yeah. if you're afraid, if you're afraid, of hiring people because you don't want them to learn what you're doing guess what they're going to learn somewhere else and they're going to open their business no matter what so uh who who are you hurting you're hurting yourself so if you want to grow you know you're going to go with a lot of like five or seven seven different detailers they're not going to appreciate what you're doing but then you will find the, the last person you will find that last person and guess what it doesn't matter how much they know, how how good they can be at a detailer. Remember, that's that's what differences a business owner and a detailer. 
or a mechanic yeah. and a business owner. They could be the greatest, the greatest, the badass, you know, detailers. But if they don't know how to manage the dealership, they don't know how to buy products, they don't know how to keep inventory. You didn't teach them that part. Oh, you, you know, you know, it's funny. You, it's funny you say that. And, and I answered my own question. Like I, I, I always tell people like you have to be a salesman first. And if you're not a salesman, you don't get the opportunity to be a detailer because you don't get the fucking jobs. You know what? You know what? When I started my business, I started uh, all season detail. I started it in September 11th. And in September 11th, it, it's still kind of warm. But uh, everybody that's up, up north states, we know that that's winter coming. And yeah. people were, dude, what the hell are you thinking? Why are you doing a mobile detailing business? Because it's, it's going to be the only, for, the first mobile detail business in Idaho, in Idaho yeah. Falls. Well, guess what? Winter's coming. What are you going to do in the winter? You should start your business in the summer. No, I'm going to start it right now. He said, why? He said, because I can sell whatever to whoever. Yeah. If I can sell a car to to any person, I can definitely sell them a detail. I don't know. I don't need to know how to detail. I know how to sell. I didn't yeah. know how to how to detail. I mean, I knew the basics, but I didn't know how to detail. I had to go to trainings to learn actually to realize how how bad of a job I was doing in the beginning. But at that time, I didn't care. All I wanted to do is just to create a business, and I didn't start it on the on the car business and the out of detail business out of passion like a lot of people or because I had another job and I was doing it on my garage. I did the, the detailed business because I was unemployed and and I didn't have a job anymore. And and I was going to foreclosure on my house. I was going directly to bankruptcy. So I went and got a loan and I said, what the heck? I told them, I told the bankers, hey, can I have a $5,000 loan? Oh yeah, Mr. Gonzalez, are you still working in the same dealership? Yeah, I'm still working there. They didn't even check. They didn't yeah. even check credit. I don't know why they didn't do that, man. Honest to God, I knew my credit was They yeah. still give me a $5,000 loan and they say, Juan, do you want that in your checking account or you want it in cash, cash please? You know what I did? I went and bought my first uh, buffer, which was a Harbor Freight DA. <laughs> and I went to and grab a, a water tank, a pressure washer, and I make myself business cards. I make myself uh, t-shirts, shirts, I mean, hats, logo, everything. And I started my business like yeah. that. People were like, you're stupid. That's no. awesome. In less than in December, November, the end of November, around this time, I already have paid the 5,000. I already at front of my, my um, I, I got away from going from foreclosure. I, uh, I, got, a, I got out of debt basically and i had paid my bills up to february around this time and i had enough money to go to vacation for the very very freaking first time for a month and a half something that i did a guy from a from a dealership could never experience as any dealership guy that works at a dealership as a salesperson oh, yeah, no if they if they even get two weeks off they will yeah. never give them two weeks off never alone a month and a half so yeah. In less than three, three months, man, I paid everything and I had enough money to go to vacation. Guess what? I right there and then I fall in love with this business. I said, you know what? Maybe this is this is the way to go. Maybe yeah. I can spend more with my family, and I will be, I will be, I'll be comfortable. So yeah. this is a business, guys. It is really good business, but it's more business than a detail. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
and Alex, I, you, you asked about teaching somebody and wondering if it'll be up to your quality standards and all that sort of stuff. I'm, I haven't been at this location, certainly as long as you've been in business, but um, one thing we've thrived on is basically, I, I don't shy away from teaching my customers even, much less some other detailer. Yeah. So when it comes to like aftercare or if somebody, I have quite a few, believe it or not, a hobbyist detailers that come in for service because like, well, I do all my own work, but I don't trust myself with a polisher. Okay, well, we can certainly help with your concerns relating to whatever it is. Um, and then if they start asking questions about, well, not some, I won't necessarily answer questions about like what brand this and what pad that and like, I'll yeah. tell them whatever, but I don't want to talk about that for three hours. But when it comes to like technique, well, I certainly have 20 minutes to help you. And, and what's interesting enough, and I still have to sort this one out, but I, the R, uh, it's not an RS, it's an S6, S, terrible at Audis. I know my Volkswagens, but not my Audis. It's an S4 behind yeah. me. Um, the owner is uh, one of those same kind of hobbyists, but he never touched the polisher. I did. And that's why I have the car now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, I, and if he ever hears this, I mean, nothing against that. It's just like he tried his best and it looked okay, but there's certainly uh, areas for improvement. But um, as soon as I started becoming more and more open with him about certain things, um, and this isn't the first customer I've done this with, he actually asked me if he could work for me. And I said, well, we'll talk about it on Monday. So I, yeah. I have... Um, it's one of those things where if I can find somebody like that, now I don't have to go find mm -hmm. another detailer to work for me and worry about them starting their own business. This guy's interested already and he wants to work for me. And that's the he thing. And then the, and then the next step is if, if he's coachable, that, that could be a dream employee. Somebody that, that wants to do it and that's coachable. Have, have any of you guys uh, have me as a friend on Facebook? Not yet. Uh, I, I don't think so. Well, well, if you if you guys do check, you guys can see that I a lot of my customers, most of my customers, when they you know the, the type of customer that just can I sit over here and watch? Yeah, sure. And next thing you know, I was like, hey, come here, grab the buffer. Oh no, yeah, don't don't worry. And I teach them why because I know that the type of person that wants to be there and watch is because they want to bond with their with their vehicles. And guess what? Every customers and anybody that if you post it on Facebook, they're gonna know. Or most of the people that they see me on Facebook, they know that is that I that I put my customers to work on their RVs. I put them to work putting their coatings on their vehicle. One customer actually was so mad that the coating wasn't working anymore after a week. She was like, "My coating is not working. It's not repelling. It's it's doing something funny. It feels rough." And she was so mad. I was like, "You know what? Don't worry about it. I don't know exactly what the problem is because I haven't seen your vehicle. Bring it over." We'll look at it and we go from there. Came to find out, start asking questions. Oh, I was, I took it to a body shop during there. I was like, okay. Oh, there it was. Overspray. Ah, let's see. You know what? This is what happened to your vehicle. Your vehicle has overspray. She didn't believe me. Next thing you know, I grabbed the clay and I started cleaning her shoulder. Oh, crap. So now did she feel bad? So guess what I did? I put her to work. Like, here, I'm not going to charge you. I'm going to help you out. This is what you need to do. Whenever you have you find yourself in this position, this is what you need to use. You need to use this kind of clay. And then I teach her. She clayed her own vehicle. She even buffed her um, little headlights. They were they were not the headlights, but the fog lights. Yeah. They were kind of old. Because I didn't obviously I don't I didn't I didn't do those. But if there were those, she was buffing those, man. I I teach I literally teach her how to buff those. 
So she was like, I, she was a bad customer from the get-go. She was pissed and she turned on and being one of the most loyal customers, you know, because I show her, I didn't lie to her. Yeah. So I, and, and she even gave me a review on, on Facebook. We went alive. And this is the type of the type of communication that you the bonding that you get with your customers. It's, a, it's an experience that even though maybe they don't come to work for you or maybe they're gonna open their own business, doesn't matter. Those customers they're always gonna be loyal to you because you did something for them. It's like if somebody does something for you for much minimum, like say for example, you go into a gas station and you don't have and you forget your wallet and somebody sees you struggling, you're like, oh crap, you know what? He puts ten dollars in your in your in your gas tank without without him telling you how you're gonna feel about that person you're gonna always remember that person even yeah. though you don't know that person why because that yeah. person made something small it made a change in your life and that's what we do when we do things like that and we make them bond with the vehicle you're actually making a change to them in their life you you're making a, a difference in their life and they and you make you make yourself important to them to their to their lives and that's what that's what this business is all about. One thing that was just said to Alex, I know you mentioned you might be moving soon. I don't know how soon that that is going to be, but Google reviews travel with you. Yeah, so, that that was the biggest thing. I I changed my phone number and my address, and then Bing. When somebody searches a, a detailer near them, it's going to show up where my address is. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's huge. That's, somebody was was talking about like like naming their business, and I. I stray away from from putting your name in it or your, or something related to your location because when you do move, it's not going to be fitting. If you want to, if if someday you want to sell your company, it's going to be easier to sell if you have a, a name that's well known and it's not somebody's first name because who wants to invest money into something that's named after somebody else? Um, and somebody's like, yeah, but you can just change this. You can just change that. Yeah, but if you do that, then everything on your Google, like no matter, it doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. don't get me wrong, man, but that's something that I that I told all the people that, that because I, like I say, you know, I train people in uh, Latin, Latin people. I told this thing to them. It's like, never put your name or never put your last name. I know you're yeah. proud. I know you're proud to be like Gonzalez detailing or or Verdugo's, you know, detailing or, yeah. or detailing. Okay, you know what you're doing right there. You don't get me wrong. You're marketing yourself into a, a different you know, people, they're going to be like, when they, when they look at you, they're going to say, oh, hmm, does he, is he licensed? Does he yep. speak English? You know? So, so when you change your name to like neutral, all season detail, I, I remember one time I had a guy that was, there was a, there was, a, was a, a white kid and he was working with me. I was cleaning the wheels. He was cleaning, the, he was vacuuming the interior and everybody yep. would just go talk to him directly. Why? Because he, they thought he was the owner. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'll continue cleaning the wheels until he was like, "Fuck it, let him deal with them." Talk to him. But you know what? It's 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 one of those things. And seriously, as a Hispanic person, you know, we, we see that it's like don't target yourself in just your name. Make it make it neutral and build, yeah, build, build right. a brand. Build, build you, a yeah, brand. Build yeah. a brand because when you're ready to sell it, maybe that brand is gonna worth a lot of money. But yeah. Garcia's detailing. It's not gonna worth a lot of, or no, unless you find up. unless you find another Garcia to buy it from you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Coming, guys. Thank you so much for hopping on the pub. Uh, I'm gonna call it a night, uh, guys. Thank you so much. It was a it was a good night. Yeah. Uh,
I enjoyed the community. I enjoyed can't wait till the next one, man. This is great. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys have a great night. Thank you. Hi, you too, man. Next week. Hi, guys. Yeah. All right. Episode is over. Go leave a review. Share the value. Be a part of community. Ooh.